0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging.
1: Jamal Fogarty to win it for the Canberra Raiders. There is his first
2: NRL field goal.
1: De Silva gets away from the challenge, De Silva shoots,
2: and De Silva scores! For the first time this season, Brentford have come from behind to win a game in the Premier League! And they break the hearts of Nottingham Forest! He barrels it away, Parker flies, siren sounds, the big steal! That kick the last four goals of the game the Giants! Oh! a major champion
1: here in the Woodlands.
2: Cleary, with the kick, Triton, it beats the ball! 273 days of misery are over! The West Tigers have come to Bathurst against the odds, and they've done it against the two-time defending champions.
3: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
4: Good morning, everyone. I'm Ray Thomas, and welcome to the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Dean Ritchie right alongside me. You've got to love your sport. Last night, in pouring rain out there at Bathurst, West Tigers have somehow managed to beat the two time defending premiers Penrith 12 points to eight. So, for the first time, as our intro said, in 273 days, Tigers supporters are waking up as winners. Congratulations Term Dean Ritchie, good morning. As you know, I, I, I love the Panthers grew up there, but part of me was happy for the Tigers too last night. They've been through hell, haven't they? And there they are getting a, a deserved win in appalling conditions in terms of the weather. But congratulations to all those who went to Bathurst, stuck it out through all that pouring rain, and watched a classic. Good morning, Dino.
5: Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, can you believe it? The (laughs) Tigers go to Bathurst and topple the dual premiers. Luke Brooks, superb David Clemmer are the big forwards rolled through the middle, and they really dominated the defending premiers. And gee, Ray, you've been in the media like me a long time, and you Mm. tend to have a lot of Feelings, they, they get nullified over the years, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm like you. I couldn't help last night but give the Tigers a cheer toward the end, and I thought... I didn't give them a cheer, but I was
4: happy for yeah, them. Yeah, I, I was happy for them, yeah. and
5: they've been through a lot. And It's been round 20 last year oh, since gee. they had a win, and uh, also an enormous night for Appy Corasau, who great, comes up wasn't he? Yeah. against his old side. What about David Clem? You mentioned him.
4: He was fantastic, Clem. It didn't stop a whole game.
5: Yeah, no, they rolled through the middle, as I said, Ray. I thought he was good... Uh, Big Stefano was good. Uh, they all chipped in. I thought it was a real great team effort. And Penrith, just a little off the bit still. Mm. They're not quite the dominant side they have been in the last couple of years. They will be back, no doubt. They had a lot of injuries yeah. last night. There's no way I'm going to sit here and write them off here and now. But I certainly think the gap between Penrith and the rest of the field has certainly narrowed.
4: That's a fair call. Every team has to put up with injuries. So, but no Fisher-Harris, no Martin, no spencer Leno, So um, the forward pack did get dominated by a really good Tigers outfit. 12 points. state. Other games so far this weekend. Back to Thursday night, the Sharks 44, the Cowboys 6. They're in trouble, the cows, aren't they? Eels were good on Friday night, 43-12 against the Knights. And to be fair, Dino, uh, could have scored three or four more tries, Parramatta. They were very dominant. The Rabbitohs, brilliant. 32-6 against the Broncos up there in Brisbane. Again, the Broncos had a couple of big outs. Uh, Payne Haas, Ezra Mann, but full credit to South Sydney. They are absolutely flying. The Raiders, 31 over the Dolphins, 30 in a terrific game at Wagga. The Dolphins, you never write them off. They somehow always get themselves back into the ball game. Um, but a Fogarty field goal just before in Golden Point gave the Raiders an emotional win down there. And the Titans, 26 upset the Seagulls. 10, some boil overs, Dino.
5: Yeah, what about Wagga Ray? Right? Could you believe the, mm. the emotion at full time? Jack White, initially in tears, and then Ricky Stewart, one of the toughest blokes you'll ever come across mentally, uh, in tears mm. in the press conference. It just shows you what Jack means to that club and to Ricky Stewart. How often do you see a coach break down, essentially, yeah. in a press conference? So it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, incredibly. What's the word I'm trying to find, right? It wasn't difficult to watch, but it was just so rare to it's see raw, such emotion raw, yeah. in a press conference. And J-
4: Jack Whiteon stays there, doesn't There was some talk that he might even make the move earlier to South, but he'll stay at the Raiders' rest of the season. Yeah, he
5: won't go anywhere, mate. Yeah. He wants to stay there and, as he said, make some more memories. Mm. Uh, and it was a big day for this uh, for the Raiders as well, apart from the Jack White situation, mm. to nab that late field goal through Jamal Fogarty. His first NRL field goal. And that gives the Raiders another two points. And um, do I hear that they'd won three in a row now? They're
4: going, okay. The Possibly. Here. Um what what'd you make of South Sydney? They're, they're brilliant in the second half. They cut the Broncos to pieces. Again, once once again we talk about injuries, but every side has to manage those injuries. The Broncos weren't at their their full strength, but to be fair, South Sydney they're they're looking really good and I and I dare say um, they're the team to beat this year.
5: Yeah, looking very strong. The Rabbitohs in every capacity. Ray and Campbell Graham yet again, mm. impressing three tries, and he is really putting the heat on Brad Fitler for inclusion in that side. But what do we do? Where do we go? Mm. It would mean potentially moving Tommy Turbo to the wing.
4: Get Campbell Graham. The thing about Campbell Graham is defensively, is no better centre in the game. But he's also uh, he's got strike for you as well. And um, he, he hardly makes a mistake. Campbell Graham does. He's he's never out of position. Um, I can't remember the last time he missed a one-on-one tackle. Uh, he he is. He's got origin written all over him. But as you said, Dino, how do you fit him into that team? What's layers with Tommy Turbo? Um, will he? Apparently, he will play next week. But um, he obviously hasn't been 100% the last couple of weeks.
5: Yeah, no, he hasn't been his best. I think it's quite clear. Injury-wise, I mean injury-wise. Tommy yeah. knows that himself. But yeah. he'll, he'll be back uh, next week for Magic Round. Of course, we shouldn't uh, gloss over the incident up there in Brisbane Two race South had 14 mm. men on the field. <coughs> Excuse me. It was only for about 15 seconds. It was obviously a bit of a stuff up in the interchange. Some on social media yesterday were calling for their points to be docked, but that's not going to happen. That's a bit silly. Just be a um, fine, Dino. You know? I'd say it'd be a fine and a mm. breach notice. It's not good enough, yep. and it's they've got to be better at that, and the NRL is investigating, and they will come down with some findings on Monday. But, yes, to, to suggest that they mm. should be taken, have their points taken from them I think is a little excessive.
4: Sharks, 44 Cowboys, six back on Thursday night. The Sharks were outstanding, but the Cowboys, who were one win away from a grand final, weren't they, last year? Um, just this season is starting to slip away for them. It's
5: hard to believe it's the yeah. same side, Ray, isn't it? They've had some injury problems up there themselves. But everything that they built last year is eroding very, mm. very quickly. Nico Hines, uh, yet again, Ray, we just discussed uh, Campbell Graham. But if Nico comes in, where does it leave the Blues? Does mm. he play off the bench? Does he take Jerome Lewi's place? Does Matt Burton get a crack? These are all things that Freddie Fitler will have to answer in coming weeks. But certainly... Nico Hines' form is sublime at the moment. Yeah. He, he's push, in the
4: 17, isn't
5: he, for the Blues? At this point, I can't see how they could leave him out.
4: Yeah, so he's in the starting 13. That's the key.
5: That'll be the key. Mm. But I think they will go to Nathan Cleary and say, Nathan, what are your thoughts? And whether he wants to have Jerome next to him again. Mm. Uh, Queensland have also got their dilemma, Reese Walsh or Cailin Ponga because they can't have that luxury rate of putting one of those on the bench mm. because their utility will probably be Harry Grant with Ben Hunt starting. So either Ponga or Reese Walsh will miss out. At this point in time, given Carlin's just come back, he had some defensive problems against yeah. Parramatta mm. on Friday, I think that Carlin Ponga will miss State of Origin selection.
4: Really? Gee, that's a big call. What, what about that game? As you mentioned, um, Ponga was sort of singled out for his defensive lapses in that Parramatta game. But the Eels were on top from the start and really could have scored three or four more tries. Dean and Ian won 43-12. And they look like they've turned the corner, Parramatta. Yeah,
5: it well, was certainly the best I've seen Parramatta play this year. Gutho picked up a hat-trick. Mitch Moses scored 19 points. Look, it was a big step in the right direction. I think mm. Brad Arthur post-game said that. We left a lot of points out there. We completed at 50% at times during the game. So it certainly wasn't the most comprehensive victory of the year, but a big step in the right direction for the Parramatta Reels. And we shouldn't forget last night at Brookie too, Ray. The Titans came to Brookie and caused a boil over. Uh, They looked very strong right throughout the game. Some of the penalties I thought were ridiculous yet again. But Manly's 700th game at Brookvale ended in tears and the Titans hit back after that uh, terrible loss last
4: week when they got yeah. run down by the Dolphins. They've got a remarkable record of Brookie, the Titans, haven't they? What's that all about? Just some teams are bogey sides for others.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they've um, well, won more than they've lost it's, down it's there. Incredible, and it's incredible. Yeah. It's a graveyard generally. So, yeah, big win to the Titans. And as I said, that gets their season. Rockin' and a rolling yet again, Ray Boy. A
4: few of the grand finals in the lower grades yesterday at Leichhardt. Do you know SG Ball? Parramatta defeated Newcastle 28-22. Um, the Roosters, Indigenous Academy, beat Canterbury 26-22 in the tasha Gale Cup. And in the Harold Matthews, Canterbury 32, Newcastle 6. Congratulations to all those teams.
5: Yeah, I was keeping an eye on those results yesterday while watching the NRL race. So, no, some good football being played out there. Some great results. And obviously the future of Rugby League, as it has been since 1908, Ray. They just keep coming through that wonderful, wonderful production line. A
4: couple of things I wanted to ask you about in a sec. Two more games to complete this weekend's round, Dino. The 2pm game this afternoon, Warriors versus Roosters. That should be a really good clash. 4.05pm, Dragons versus Bulldogs. A couple of things I want to ask you about, Dino. Kyle Flanagan, what's the situation there with him and... um, Will he be leaving the Dogs?
5: Uh, yes. The mail is quite strong. Buzz Rothfield has written about it in his column today. We'll ask Phil about it later in the show. But there's even a suggestion from Buzz, uh, Ray, that Flanagan has played his last game at Belmore. Mm. And the transfer to Manly, where he would be a backup for Daly Cherry Evans, could happen effective immediately. That's big, enough. it? Yeah. So there's troubles at Manly, though, Ray, around Josh Schuster. Gee, he's got a... A prodigious talent, but they just can't seem to get the best out of him.
6: Mm.
5: He's had issues with his weight, let's be honest there, Ray. Uh, He's had issues just with his mental preparation daily. Cherry Evans had a fair old crack at him last week, which is quite rare in the media.
4: What did you make of that?
5: I thought it was good. I thought it showed leadership from Mm. Cherry Evans to call out a player who has ability, but is not grasping that ability right now. And the suggestions he's on $800,000 a year, right? That's a lot of money, but mm. will they offload him? I don't know. But the mere fact that they're going after Kyle Flanagan indicates clearly that they're not happy with uh, Josh Schuster's progress yeah. or lack of progress.
4: Yeah, exactly. A couple of things I want to ask you about Jim, before we get to the AFL scores. Victor Radley, you wrote a really interesting piece about Victor Radley and. He's got his issues with the referees, hasn't he? But he plays on the edge and every team wants a player like him who plays on the edge, but gee, it's, he's got to get that balance right, hasn't he? He can't spend so much time in this in-bin.
5: Yeah, I love Victor. I yeah. love the way he plays. He's old school. He's a player that I always enjoy watching play. Yeah. He does play on the edge, right? His target zone when defending is minimal. Mm. An inch here, an inch there, he's in trouble. Is he being targeted by referees subconsciously? I think he is.
4: Interesting. I think
5: if other players did what Victor Radley did on a football field, he wouldn't be in the sin bin as often as Victor. Nine times now, three in three games. Mm. And I think Victor Radley is being over-scrutinised on a football field. And I hope it doesn't drive him out of our game. I'm sure it won't. But the story I wrote that you're yeah. referring to mm. quoted Mark Carroll saying, if I was Victor... I'd be on my bike out of here, given the treatment that he is getting.
4: I hope it doesn't isn't the case because he is great to watch. Will we see NRL games in Las Vegas next year? It'd be great. Can we do an outside broadcast there? Ray? You might get a trip. You might get a free trip over there. We might get a trip over there. there. Yeah, I don't know if we well, this show will, but you might, Dino. Yeah, Andrew Abdo and Peter Valantis are going
5: to America in the next week or so to try and nail down this extraordinary trip Mm. for a doubleheader. We don't know the four teams yet that would play, but Manly and South and the Broncos have been mentioned as potentially three of the four. Look, Ray, I have done multiple stories over the years about taking games to America. They've never come off. But when PVL puts his mind to something, it generally happens. Mm. The only question mark I've got, Ray, is what happens after it? We have to back it up. There's no point going across there, shelling out lots of money. And it's not backed in, up. In what next regard? Year. In what well, we got to go back next year, and keep going back. There's no point having, in my opinion, two games and then and then ignoring America for ten
4: years. Well, is the point of the exercise to grow the game in America? And then, if that is the case, uh, what what's the end game there? Well, should we keep going back every year? But my point is, is One, it, once a year. I'm not saying take yeah, multiple games. Yeah, I games understand there. that. But my point is, what what's the 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 point of the exercise? Is it to actually. Um, grow the game in America, and then potentially—Heaven forbid—could there be a team over there, or, or just, to, or just increase that yeah, the competition it's and awareness? To grow of the sport. game,
5: Ray, I think they're also trying to get some, um, yeah. some betting money out of it. Mm-hmm. And have uh, some TV money. So some yeah. TV money. Mm-hmm. I've always said, Ray, you don't even need 0.5 percent of the American market to have a mm-hmm. great game. You don't yeah. need. It's not a, a rival a to the market, NFL. Such a huge it, market. It could coexist yeah. in a very small way. Mm-hmm. But my only point is. I think it's wonderful. It'd be a great exposure for rugby league. Mm. But I just don't see the point in going there now and then ignoring it. We did it in 87 with State of Origin, we Whenever over once, year. We didn't go back <laughs> for 20 years. So I just wonder whether... Yeah, there's got to be a plan in my eyes yeah. to take the game forward and to regularly have games over there, i.e.
4: once a year. Yeah, grow the game potentially tap into huge it. markets over there in America. AFL um, Round 7 continues this weekend. Dino back on Friday night. St Kilda are upset by a very good Port Adelaide in Melbourne. 83-76 yesterday. Brisbane 115 too good for Fremantle 67. Um, the Bulldogs 94 over Hawthorne 65. Melbourne thumped North Melbourne 139-49. to Similarly Carlton 152 against West Coast 44 and the battle of the bridge, an absolute thriller between Sydney and the Giants at the SCG. And Toby Green gets um, puts the Giants in front of the goal with less than a minute to go. And the Giants win by one point 107 to 106. And Absolute thrill there at the G. That now leaves the, um, the Swans a pe- little bit precariously placed just outside the top eight and a really important win for the Giants.
5: Yeah, they trailed by 24 points mm. uh, early in that final quarter. Extraordinary stuff. Yeah. I was flicking around watching the league. Obviously, that's my charter on this show, Ray, but I was trying to keep in touch with the Swans. Ray, I'll ask you a question. Mm. Do you think the shellacking that they copped in the grand final and again last week, Is it playing mind games with the Swans? Are they the same
4: uh, team that they were last year? They've got a lot of injuries. And again, you've got to manage those in every sport. I understand that. But um, whether that... Um, there's a grand final hangover. I don't know. They started the season well, but injuries have caught up with them. Buddy Franklin played yesterday. He's had knee soreness the last couple of weeks. He kicked three goals, and his mere presence on the field lifts that team. That's a game they probably shouldn't have lost. You know, They were absolutely in control in the third quarter, went berserk, uh, and, and as you mentioned, had that 24-point lead in the last quarter. You shouldn't lose games from there. Not at home. Uh,
5: Ray Racing in Sydney yesterday. What did you make of Dipsy Doodle? And what did you make of
4: Coal Crusher? Yeah, Dipsy did. It rained basically all day at Rose Hill. When it got really heavy early in the program, I thought we might be in trouble here, but the rain did ease and we got through the 10 races. The track Didn't race too badly in the end because Coal Crusher came up on the fence later in the day. Dipsy Doodle won the opener. She just held on, but she's a nice filly. She's going places, and Godolphin are thinking now of taking her to Scone, Dino, in a couple of weeks. That's the big Scone standalone meeting for the Woodland Stakes, which they won last year with In Secret. I'm not saying Dipsy Doodle's another In Secret, but she's potentially capable of running very, very well at stakes level and off the back of that win. Um, Cole Crusher was really good. He just held on to win for Brad Willam. And we'll talk to Brad Will a little later, Dino, because um, he's had a, a celebrated career in the saddle, um, ridden nearly 3,000 career winners. Of course, he's best known as the rider of the champion weekend hustler about 15 years ago. He's made the move to Sydney, just doing it tough to get rides here and there but um maybe that win yesterday will kick-start his sydney career we'll talk to him a little later in the show
5: now ray we had some incredibly sad news for australian racing during the week the death of jockey dean holland killed Mm. in a victorian race for absolutely tragic day for australian sport
4: yeah, um, last Monday at Donald, and um, look, it was just a an awful racing tragedy. And Dean Holland, 34 years of age, I mentioned in secret, he was the man that James Cummings went to when Jamie Carr was injured in that fall on Newmarket Day, and with very little notice said, will you go and ride in secret for me? And he won the Newmarket, his biggest career win, that's just a few weeks ago and here's the young man now sadly and tragically losing his life in that race fall on monday the outpouring of emotion and grief for dean uh his, his partner and their four young children uh it to use your expression you know, it's been pretty raw and, and you know the industry's really embraced them a fundraiser was um, set up for, for dean's family raised over 1.4 million dollars last time i checked and speaking of Brad Willer, after he won on Coal Crusher, um, he spoke from the heart when he, he passed on his condolences to to Dean Holland. I went out to the races on Tuesday on Anzac Day. Do you know, I like the Anzac Day meeting because the ATC do a really good job commemorating Anzac Day, but it was a, a, a dual reason f- for that ceremony now also to, to um, pass on the industry's condolences to Dean Holland's family. And... The jockeys to a man and woman, you could see it in their eyes. And uh, I've known a lot of them for many, many years. And uh, there was a stilly look in their eyes. They were reluctant to speak to the media much about it. And you understand, you know, because they ride with that risk every single day at track work or in races. There's an inherent danger in this sport and it's often said, not flippantly, that it's the only sport where the ambulance follows the competitors around, which they do. And, and you can't run a race these days unless the ambulance is there to, to, to um, on call just in case there is a fall. So, um, yeah, it's just a really tragic time and the race industry certainly embraced uh, Dean's family, but um, just an un- unimaginable and terrible tragedy, Dean.
5: Yeah, we should never, ever forget the courage that, Jockey
4: show uh, unbelievable, each and yeah. every day of the week. Unbelievable. Hey, Dino, I'll, I'll just move on a little bit if I can, because we did have a talk topic last week that we're going to go with as well. But Food! We, do you mind if we go with two? Why not? Well, the only reason I'll mention that is because um, on an upbeat thing, I was really taken by... Everyone just thinks Nico Hines is the best ambassador for rugby league. He won the inaugural Paul Green medal on Thursday night in that 44-6 win over the Cowboys. Paul's children were... Um, in the dressing room afterwards, and I don't know if you saw the vision, but Nico presented the Paul Green medal to Paul's son and his jumper to Paul's daughter. And I just thought that's the sort of person he is. And I was thinking about t- talk topic around that, sports people who who move you or inspire you. So it could be anything. It could be a, a, a fantastic tennis match or a, um, a great Test century, whatever, or someone who scored five tries. It could be your local junior coach, whatever, but sports people who, who move you on the back of what Nico Hines' gesture was on Thursday night and what you mentioned last week best food at a sporting event. Best
5: food at a sporting event. So it could be any food at any event, whether it be park footy, bush footy, that's it, or royal ascot. I, I might go there. You can go there.
4: You, you go first with the per, sports person. Well, I have who, the
5: best hot dog in the Megan, world at Yankee Stadium. The big, long ones, here. Yeah. Oh. How about the buckets of beer you get? Yes. <laughs> took me a week to get over that. But I'll go Yankee Stadium. Okay. And you know what? Mm. Cronulla. Not sure about these days, but in the old days, they had the best food, you know, Ray. Did they? they put Ray? it on for the media. Oh, really? They yeah. had chicken curry. Ooh. It was the best chicken curry ever. Oh, fair dinkum. So I'll good. go the mighty Cronulla Sharks for yeah. chicken curry. And I'll go... The foot-long hot dog
4: at Yankee Stadium. They're hard to beat. And the sports person who moved you or oh, inspired, it inspired you?
5: inspired me. I w- always loved Stephen War. He just yeah. was a player that was so f- emotionally and mentally tough.
4: Weren't you there at the SCG when I you got that hundred? was. Yeah, I the last was. session. The yeah.
5: last ball. last ball. Mm. Yeah, he, he whipped it through... It was a bloke called uh, Dawson, Richard Dawson. Yeah, through, through, um, went through oh, point. extra cover, point. point yeah. And uh, yeah, SCG erupted. So I'll go uh, Steve Waugh as the bloke who, ins- not so much inspired me, but yeah. was an
4: inspiration to watch. Remember they, ran, they went, they crossed each other and Gilly tried to do a high five and he yeah. missed. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it was yeah. the funniest thing. Um, sports people that move me or inspire me. Roger Federer, and I suppose there's no real <laughs> surprise there, but um, class personified whether he won or lost and always played the sport in the right spirit. Um, and in relation to Dino, uh, food at a 40... How did we come about this last... Because did I mention the Big Ben pies of I think we will try to find a yeah. square pie. Yeah, because I, when I was a kid, we used to get the Big Ben Pies at Penrith Park. And I don't eat Ben Pies either, but I used to love the Big Ben Pies so Sunday afternoon at Penrith. So it took me back a long, long way. And um, that, that's how we got about it. Yeah, so I used to love them. You mentioned Royal Ascot. You know, can I tell you what they do at Royal Ascot? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, they put on a huge lunch, a hot lunch for the press. Um, and... You, you can almost order whatever you like. It's unbelievable. Then they bring out Eng- – the English are big on afternoon tea. Little sandwiches and some cakes and that for afternoon tea. And before you leave, you get a glass of champagne for doing your work. How does that work out, Dina? Did you just stash it in the bag for later on? <laughs> But it was pretty good. But that's our talk topic today. Um, on the back of what Nico Hines and that wonderful gesture he did in the, the Cronulla Sharks dressing room after that win against the Cowboys where he presented his the Paul Green medal to um, Paul's son and the jumper he wore in that game to Paul's daughter. Wonderful gesture. Sports people who move or inspire you. And uh, other talk topic day. Two talk topics is best food at a sporting uh, event. Let us know your thoughts on thirteen fifty three fifty three. SMS oh four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Listening to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
7: Skipped breakfast. Carmel from Gyrus text. When she grew up, you knew people were rich when they had the colour telly. Prime TV and ABC were the only channels I remember when I was about five on our
8: TV.
9: Well, we,
7: we had seven, nine and ten. Someone just had to hold
8: the aerial in the right spot. you
9: <laughs> sneezed, you lost Channel 9. Yeah.
10: <laughs> the Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Experience city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au
11: at tab we're on for co-mingled pools with the hong kong jockey club queensland punters can now bet into the hong kong pools on all hong kong meetings starting with champions day at sha tin this sunday this means world-class racing higher liquidity more stable pricing and deeper exotic pools. head to the tab app to find out more Tab, we're on.
0: Available to QTab customers. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
12: Brain tumour, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you or
13: someone you love been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury?
12: Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy. Alzheimer's.
13: There can be no cure without research.
14: Parkinson's.
13: Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300 88 660.
10: Dunwoody still kicks below the 200 metres from Midnight Glow, then Night Sun, Highland Blaze. Dunwoody, 100 metres to go, three-quarters, now a length Midnight Glow, and Dunwoody, a big staying performance, is going to hold on and win the ledger. Dunwoody wins from
4: Highland Blaze, Midnight Glow, Night Sun.
3: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
4: Welcome back to the show with Dean and Ray. That was Dunwoody scoring an upset. In the VRC St. Ledger. Before we go to our race replay, Dino, a couple of SMSs have come through?
5: Yeah, I love these ones coming through about your favourite tucker yeah. at sporting events. Roberta from Central Queensland says, best feed at a sports venue was the corn meat sandwiches the old ladies used to make at Thangool Race. Thangool Race. There you go. I love How that? about that? That's super. <laughs> and Lucy from Summer Hill says, uh, no cues at Roland Garros, great ham, cheese and mustard Baguette. 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 Baguette, yeah. Wash down with a bottle of wine. I love there that. There you go. <laughs> and also, I love this one from, oh, Steve, from R- Racknabile. Mm. Um, whenever we have a winter race meeting, the food truck that comes across from court does the best cream of chicken soup <laughs> and beef brisket roll in history. <laughs> Great stuff.
4: Did you see Fitzy on social media last night said the one thing you can't have in sporting events? Soup. Soup. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll get into our race replays. Here we go in the first, and she's a nice, promising filly. Her name, Dipsy Doodle.
8: Sovereign Fund is making heavy weather of it at the moment. Inside the 200, Thunderlips is moving up after Dipsy Doodle. They're fighting it out, 100 metres to go. Dipsy Doodle, Thunderlips. Late on the scene, Dukas out wide. Thunderlips, Dipsy Doodle. She climbs off the canvas, Dipsy. Dipsy Doodle's too tough. Dipsy Doodle fights strongly to win from a photo. Thunderlips and the fast-finishing Dukas, which made up many
4: lengths... Yeah, she looked in trouble there, Dipsy Doodle, but found a way to win. Really good effort. Thunderlips ran about a bit under pressure. Ducas, excellent debut. On to the midway. This might be a really good horse for Sam Kavanagh. An import called Wrathful.
8: Tail Boots to in front. Anything goes is hanging tough. Mayrose presents to the outside now at the 300. Then Cuban, gran Chico, McGeehan down the outside with Poseidon ruler and Miracle Spins moving through. Mayrose, 200 to go, goes to Decadent Tail. Late on the scene was Miracle Spin. Wide out Wrathful late. Miracle Spin after Mayrose, Decadent and Tail and Wrathful's charging. Look at Wrathful right over the top. He rounds them up. What a win. Wrathful
4: has blown them out and beaten miracle spin photo for third between May Rose and Yeah he struck some trouble in the run so to get up and win an excellent performance he might be a nice horse going forward Astero, Matty Smith stable in excellent form, we'll talk to Maddie shortly this horse loves wet tracks I think he's in the right time of year
8: Then Astero, Zushak, coming past the 300. Dashing Legend, Kips Bay together. Dashing Legend's moving up. Conscript first up. He's running a bold race, and he's starting to come now. Conscript had a Dashing Legend who's run her race. Astero late with Zushak. Conscript, the leader, 100 metres to go. Astero's trying to wear him down. Conscript joined by Astero, who goes home too well. Astero, too good, beat Conscript. Third in was Zushak. Kips Bay...
4: Yeah, he was just too good a steero, well ridden by Tyler Schiller. Prentice has won six of the ten races at Rose Hill yesterday, but a senior jockey stepped up on Cole Crusher in race nine. Great to see Brad Wawilla break through in Sydney.
8: Democracy manifest being wound up on the outside. He's got about two or three to make up. And Logan Street Lion boxes on. Still, Cold Crusher. 200 metres to go. Coat Heels trying ever so hard, but Cold Crusher keeps going. Bold Mac out storming home. But Cold Crusher staving off a wall of horses. Logan Street Lion rallies, but Cold Crusher is too good. Cold Crusher leads all the way. Wins from a photo between Logan Street Lion and Bold Mac. Then Alcione
15: Coat Heel.
4: Yeah, he's a good tough horse, coal Crusher, and he hung on to win them. We'll talk to Brad Rewilla a little later. Feature racing really starting to ramp up in Brisbane for their Carnival, and the victory stakes always a good lead-in to races like the Doombin 10,000 and Stradbroke. Good field here. Private Eyes sent out the 240 favourite.
7: Rothfire looming up on the outside. Powell Lady working home, privatised out deeper. Hollyfield the inside and back behind those is King of Sparta. Prince of Boom still just in front. Rothfire's knuckling down. They're clear at the moment but running home is Powell Lady. and also coming down the outside is King of Sparta. Prince of Boom, Rothfire, Powell Lady, King of Sparta. Rothfire's in front, Rothfire! Rothfire's one from, I
5: think, King of Sparta. Photo third, Powell Lady or Prince of Boom.
4: Yeah, Rothfire back to his best in a tight finish, winning the victory stakes. Group 1 racing in Adelaide yesterday. The Australasian Oaks, Kieran Maher and David Hustis winning it again. And
10: now taking the lead, Presenia March. But a Suivra quickly swept up to hit the lead with Party Princess trying to gain in. Then starry Ann and Jenny Lala. A Suivra a half on Presenia March. Jenny Lala's digging in late. So too starry Ann and she's fit. A Ferris Weaver in front. She's fit wider out, driving. A Suivra wins the Australasian Oaks ahead to the Western Australian filly. She's fit. Third placing, maybe Jenny Lala.
4: starry Anne. A Ferris. I think it is, Dino. How's your French? What does that mean?
10: Uh, it's not
5: great, Ray. Okay. My English isn't great. Don't <laughs> <Okay. laughs> ask me about French.
4: Fair enough. Wins the Australasian <laughs> Oaks for Kieran Maher and David Eustace and John Allen? That was Kieran and David's eighth group one for the season. They're only three behind James Cummings and Chris Wallace, so uh, not that many group ones to go, but they're still very much in the hunt to be leading trainer. Plenty of people want to have their say on the open line, Dino. Paul's here. Paul, good morning. <laughs> Morning, gents. How are you going? Terrific, Paul. Thanks for waiting for us, mate. That's fine. Um, I don't know whether you guys are old
16: enough to remember Warwick Farm Races. We used to have the car races there. Do you remember that?
4: Ah. Gee.
5: <laughs> I can't, Paul. Oh, Ray I, would be the man.
4: Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I used to go to Warwick Farm in the early 80s to see Kingston Town, but um, when, are we, when are we talking, Paul?
16: Uh, must have been 70s. Fair um, enough. Okay. But we had, we had full-blown motor racing uh, days there with, you know, Bathurst cars and all the rest of it, but there was always a van there with um, school prawn rolls, oh, yeah, fresh yeah. fresh bread rolls, and yeah. with a um, with a coal floor in there, and they were stuck with these school prawns. and oh, think probably cost seventy five cents, or was ridiculous. <laughs> but um, you know that was how long ago in the seventies. I can still remember oh, them.
4: Still, in your mind. Yeah, it's funny how those things stick, Paul, because those those Big Ben pies stick in my mind from Penrith Park in the seventies. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. you
5: want a good prawn roll? Yeah, you go to the Tun Curry Foster races our great yes, friends Gary and Mark McQuillan, two of our legends, and it is the best brawn roll in uh, uh,
6: Australia. What do you reckon, Paul? Funny
16: as, funny as it may seem, uh, I've been listening to you guys since day one. When Greg, Greg, what was his name? Greg Radley.
4: Greg Radley. Yeah. Yeah,
16: Radley, and another, I think there
4: was another Greg too. Oh, Greg Hayes. Uh, Must yeah. Green. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have any interest in horse racing. Oh, you don't. <laughs> We're, we haven't converged yet, Paul. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, well, we, we like to think we're a sports show. We cover a lot of sports, so I hope you find something you like. Hey, good call, Paul. Appreciate it. We're going right yeah. back to the 70s here, and that's what this sort of talk topic does, Dan. It makes people think about it. Doug's on the line. I think he wants to talk Campbell Graham. Doug, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Terrific, Doug. I just want to talk about Campbell Graham. Do you reckon he should be in the blue side?
5: Yeah, it's a great question, Doug. At the moment, he's, he's putting up an irresistible mm. push, isn't he? But really? it, it, clearly we've got a lot of good players, so they've got to be squeezed in somewhere. Latrell yeah. and Tommy, whenever they play together for the Blues, we generally win. Tommy's That's forms right. down a little bit now, Dougie, as we know, and he's had a few injuries. So it would mean
17: potentially putting Tommy on the wing. Mm.
16: Yes, yeah, and Yeah, and the hot dogs I had when I
17: used to make at the, the shows,
16: uh, Pluto Pup Dogs. Oh, yeah. Pluto Pup. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, jeez, I used to linger.
4: <laughs> 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 oh, on that thought, we'll take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Skipped
7: breakfast Carmel from Gyrus text. When she grew up You knew people were rich When they had the colour telly Prime TV and ABC Were the only channels I remember when I was about 5 On our TV well, we,
8: we had 7, 9 and 10 Someone just had to hold The aerial in the
9: right
7: spot <laughs> She
9: sneezed You lost Channel 9
14: <laughs> The Big Sports Breakfast Weekdays from 5.30 On Sky Sports Radio You know the feeling When your mate's golf ball Flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation. But he holds it from the bunker. At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Bigger battle money, flour.
16: You're the chosen flower.
14: Pick your favourite Kia,
13: from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Celtos, or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer.
3: Kia movement that inspires.
10: Experience city-class
13: racing country
10: style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia, with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May, highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au.
8: Conscript had a dashing legend who's run her race. Astero late with Zushak. Conscript, the leader, 100 metres to go. Astero's trying to wear him down. Conscript joined by Astero, who goes home too well.
3: Astero too good, beat Conscript. Third in was Zushak. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
4: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. just a quick one, Dino, about to be joined by uh, Maddie Smith. Um, the Goulburn races today have been postponed. There is surface water present on sections of the track, therefore obviously unsuitable to race. So Goulburn has been postponed today. that leaves just the one meeting in New South Wales at Grafton, the big Archer meetings on at Rockhampton today, and of course Champions Day in Hong Kong, where we'll see the English horse Dubai honour take on Hong Kong's best. couple of SMSs there, Dan. Ray, they?
5: they are pouring in. Please be patient. We'll try to get to as many as we can. I love this one from Boris, though. So the tip of the day is, I was totally constipated What for four days. So last night, I had a packet, a whole packet of dark <laughs> chocolate Tim Tams, problem solved five minutes later.
4: <laughs> so Boris sold? has found a, 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 a All the big solution. issues here. All the big issues on this show. All the big issues. And
5: <laughs> I want to get this one out, Ray. I'm just trying to find it. It was it's Hawkesbury, wasn't it? From, yeah, that, Hawkesbury. That, that inspired it our t- John, topic last John week. John
4: from Morbank, and yeah. it was about the Hawkesbury prawn. prawn uh, curry prawns and rice. That's the one. Yeah, you love that, don't very, you? Very, very good. You love that. Uh, our next guest, I dare say, might have partaken in some of Hawkesbury's finest foods, and Maddie Smith's on the line. Maddie, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Dino. You're probably thinking what you've walked yourself into here, but we've got a yeah. talk topic going about um, great foods at sporting events, and uh, Hawkesbury... Um, last week, very, very hard to beat. They do look after their patrons, and but Matty Stables going great. Goulburn, off today. I know you had that nice horse, Frilled, ready to run there. Where, where will you go with her now, uh, Matt? What's the plan uh, there? I think
6: there's a race next Saturday for a Kembler. Okay, so we'll, we'll just go there. there's a Class One Thousand there that'll suit her.
4: Yeah, I know she only won a maiden, but gee, she was impressive on debut.
6: Yeah, she's fast. Yeah. I don't know about that. It'd be interesting to see exactly how yeah. far she goes. But yeah, she's a nice filly.
4: Fair enough. Yeah. A Astero might not be a well beater, um, Matt, but what he is is a genuine racehorse and in particular he handles pretty much all track conditions. So now we're going into the winter months. We're probably going to have to get used to tracks in the soft and heavy range. As he showed yesterday, with a good, strong win on a heavy nine, it doesn't matter to him.
16: No,
6: gee, Ray, he's very versatile, isn't he? He um, he handles all tracks. And, and uh, look, we try to... So we've tried to get him up in trip. He sort of seems to like that those sprint distances around the 12 to somewhere, you know, a little bit further. And um, yeah, I thought he was great yesterday. And, I, you know, it also helps, I think, when you've, you know, you've been in work a while and they're sort of yeah. nice and fit and they're, they're um, they strike those tracks at the right time, you know. Yeah,
4: I understand that. Uh, he's having a great prep at the moment, isn't he? And he's had an extended prep and he's in career best at the moment, mate.
6: Yeah, we had a bit of a hiccup with him. I mean, he won at Kembla early in the prep, and then he sort of lost his way for a couple of runs. And we just sort of set him up the farm and reset him, and and did a bit of schooling with him, and then down the beach for for a week or ten days, and then and then sort of just freshened him up a bit and brought him back. and And uh, he hasn't missed a beat since. He yeah. just uh, he's just gone on with it, and he's just a happy horse at home too. He's enjoying his racing.
4: So is he a horse that you keep up at your property um, up up in the Central Coast rather than at Warwick Farm or?
6: No, he stays at Warwick Farm but yeah. like he'll go up there between runs for three or four days and okay. oh, yeah. just have a poke around the arena or just go around the farm a bit and do a just a bit of quiet work and then they seem to eat they eat um, and they rehydrate very quickly when you get them out of the um just out of the stale environment they seem to do really well, especially horses that are up and racing, it's just something different for them.
4: Yeah. No, so yeah, um, he, it does help. He's good, yeah. And his prize money now is up over four hundred thousand. It's just if you've got patient owners who are prepared to to wait and give a horse like Astero the chance to mature and develop, the prize money is just so good in Sydney racing at the moment,
6: Matt. Absolutely, it is. Like you've got it, you've got to be just a bit patient with these horses and mm. try and um, make the most of the grades and get them through their grades and win, that, win the prize money along the way, and um, just keeps everyone you know reinvesting in the game that's the, that's the most important thing
4: exactly yeah it could have been a huge day for the stable yesterday miracle spinner an english import i think ran his best race so far for you in australia and he's shown promise in his previous press but he was terrific first up being narrowly beaten the mid, midway by wrathful and floating three starts this prep three minor placings he's bursting to win a race
6: yeah, um Miracle spin was great actually yeah. he uh and he does show he does look like a a promising horse um you know we sort of bought him with a view that uh, he'd be a more of a staying type of horse um we had to sort of get him up over those trips, and we're not even sure if he will actually I, you know i've I mean, he has showed a good turn of foot yesterday and he did that again previously in the midway over fifteen hundred meters so mm-hmm. um we've had him up to eighteen hundred at uh in queensland and, and he was quite okay, so we'll probably try him again. See if he can stay. Um, if he can't, well then we'll just keep him fresh. Yeah. Um, and floating, yeah, I've got a good opinion of floating. I think maybe the tracks maybe are just taking his sprint away from him a little bit. Um, but he was good yesterday. forward back when challenged. And, yeah, he ran very well.
4: Yeah, he's really, really bursting to win a race As I said, hey Matty, there, there's always Feature races and carnivals coming up in, in racing these days, it never seems To end, of course the big Wagga Cup Carnival's on this week on Thursday And Friday, and then of course We go to Gosford on Saturday for their big Standalone, meeting, the Gosford Cup Takeover Target Stakes, and the Coast And of course Brisbane and Adelaide In full swing, have you got Horses going each, every Which way in the next few days?
6: Um, I've got a few, i I probably don't have a lot for um the Gosford or Wagga. We've got horses nominated but probably not go. I mean, we've got quite a few stays there getting ready for the Brisbane Cup, so um we'll probably focus on that with um, three or four of those staying type of horses, you know, True Marble and Southern France and Estee Fenny. They'll all they'll all go to Queensland and hopefully we'll have a bit of a crack at the Queensland Cup. Would anyone run
4: um, in the Gosford Cup on Saturday or I'll
6: have S D Fenny if the track's okay. okay. Yeah. But I imagine it's still a little bit short for him, and the tracks probably a bit tight turning. But he actually, he's actually ran well the other day. I think he's back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, not not many for these for these couple of meetings that are coming up anyway. No, fair enough. Now, Maddie, you know we cover
5: all the big issues on this show. We get to the bottom of the the issues that you want to know about. So, I don't know if text messages are coming in about our talk topic, favorite food at a sporting event. Dr. Rudy says the hot dogs at Hawkesbury races. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Mick says the Wagga races curry pies. They're square, and I'll be
6: tucking into a couple at the Gold Cup meeting this week. Ah. Um, I'll tell you what so m- I, like I don't like. I don't like Greg Hickman when he gets hold of the fryer at Warwick Farm <laughs> in the mornings. He's horrendous. What he puts on there is not real, not real flash. What's your best tucky <laughs> you've had at a sporting event, Maddie? Um, best tuck at a sporting event. I reckon I had one of those. Um, I was at, um, at the AFL and they had, um, there was a stand there and they had these pulled pork bun things. Oh, geez, they're outstanding. It's a homemade sort of homemade job. How okay. many did you get And they're they outstanding. Um, that was just, one that comes to mind, but the old hot dogs are good too. You was it one or did them. you get to a second one there? I had a couple of those and <laughs> one at a quarter time and one at three quarter time. Fair enough. Another <laughs> one's just come in too, guys. Steak
5: sandwiches at Coffs Harbour Races. From the lion's tent <laughs> with onion and gravy. Oh, that'd be hard
4: to beat, wouldn't it? Melt in your mouth. $2.50. <laughs> Rip a beauty. What a bargain. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt, just quickly, 62 winners so far in New South Wales tracks this season. Tremendous season for the stable, and we've still got pretty much three months to go.
6: Yeah, no, we we're, um right on track to beat last year, mm. which would be good. Um, so... Uh, yeah, look, we're just, I suppose, every year you're trying to build and and, and get more winners and, and your owners, you know, for your owners and just try and keep things ticking over. Um, I suppose that's the name of the game, isn't yeah. it? You've to be, if you want to be competitive, you've got to be training lots of winners. So um, we're gradually building the stable up and I think um, the farm's helped um, help us keep these horses going, you know, sort of going for longer in their preparations rather than, going to those long spells. So uh, I think if we can just continue to do what we're doing, build on it, we'll have and finish this year off with a good year and, and go again next year. Well,
4: hopefully that's the case. Rare Sunday off for you, Matt, now with his Golden races postponed. But congratulations with the Steero's win yesterday and the season the stable is having. And, and thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning.
6: Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Dino. Anytime. Thank there's
4: there's uh, Matthew Smith having a great run with his horses at the moment. I reckon floating and Miracle Spin are surefire winners very soon. Tan's in studio for the Scratchings. Tan, we're down a meeting. No Golden.
18: No Golden today, but we have Grafton in New South Wales and a big meeting at Rockhampton in Queensland. Let's start with Grafton where the weather is fine. The track is a soft seven. The rail is true and there are 19 Scratchings. From race one, take three, Italian tune and four, Hot Bananas three and four. Race 2, number 3, more elements, number 3. Race 3, number 12, Queen of Elegance, and 14, Wet and Windy, 12 and 14. There's an omen there. Race 4, number 10, Coal Fire, and 13, Revealer, 10 and 13. Race 5, number 4, Leroy Lion, 8, Flying Pharaoh, 11, Shookers, 12, Chica Linda, and the Emergency 15, 4, 8, 11, 12, and 15. Race 6, number 5, June and Dusted, 10 Pack of Wolves, 5 and 10. Race 7, number 2, Mikado. 3 Oriental Runner. 11, Cassie's Sister. 14, Shilla Bay. 2, 3, 11 and 14 and out of race 8, number 11 Inspiration, number 11 from race 8 at Grafton. To Rockhampton the weather is fine, the track is soft 5, the rail out 2.5 metres the entire course, penetrometer 5.46 and 23 scratchings. From race 1, take 3, my county, number 3 race 2, number 6, Craigley Etna, number 6 race 3 is clear from race 4, number 1, Stubai Five IPO ready, seven Matador and eleven Devil Kick. One five seven eleven. Race five take out six Real Statement, seven Ruben Carr and nine Zipping Irish. Six seven nine from race six. Number one you called it five Derulo and thirteen Atomic Selfie. One five and. Six. From the big race, the Archer, race seven. The emergencies, 13, 14, 15, 16 and 17. Take out 13 through to 17. And race eight, number one, patrolling. Four, Brocky, Five, ready for magic. Nine, Poet's Girl. 13, Tioga Pass. And 14, Stuck in a Dream. One, four, five, nine, 13 and 14 from race eight at Rockhampton. Thanks, Tan.
4: You mentioned the Archer. That's the uh, $775,000 slot race. At Rockhampton today, I thought that's race seven. I thought number five, we own a smart one. What a name for a horse, Dina! We own a smart one, love it. Yeah, race seven, number five, Rockhampton will be hard to beat in a very open. The Archer tips today at Grafton uh, race two, number one, one kind, race two, number one, one kind, into race three, number two, where's the fire, and race six, number one, maximum vortex. Dino's. Text messages flooding
5: in about the talk topic. Oh, I love these ones about the <coughs> Tucker. Mick from Merriweather. I like this one, Ray. My favourite footy barbecue goes to my local junior club, South Newcastle, based out of Lemoth Park in Hamilton South. Mm-hmm. Egg and bacon rolls, sausage, steak sandwiches to gourmet standard and at an excellent price. Even the locals who have no ties to the club come for breakfast and lunch. Sensational, he says. So... That sounds like some good tucker up there. i tell you what's getting a couple of mentions. Milkman, yes. One of them, Ray. Mm-hmm. The spread at Chartin,
4: Okay. With honourable mention to the sausage rolls at the International <laughs> Stud in Ireland. Gets around. He does. Milkman, yes. Of course, Chartin's a big race meme today, Dino. Yes, correct. Yeah. And I think there was one there about, um, what was our good friend here? It is from Eddie at Macquarie Fields. My favourite food at a sporting event of sorts. It's a covers both talk topics here, Dino, would have to be an American hot dog at Coney Island, New York, while watching the person who inspires me to have a second one, Joey Chestnut. The hot dogs are so good, Joey has not two, but 72 of them. Have you seen him? It's just revolting. He's built like me. It's just, Where just revolting. Where is
1: he <laughs> I don't know. What
4: the story I is I don't there? know. Um, it's Steve from Rudy who I don't go to sporting events anymore. Too expensive. Need to take out a mortgage. Just pay for Foxtel and max out the credit card at the bottle shop and order, order, order his food in. Well, Steve's got it nailed. He's got it nailed.
5: Right, before we go to the break, we should also quickly touch on Jack Whiten. Gone to South on a four-year deal. The NRL is... Uh, investigating the deal right now, the salary cap order is involved just to make sure it's all compliant mm-hmm. and it all makes sense because Jack appears to be taking less in his first year or two at South then he could have it's, got it's at Canberra. You
4: were telling me it'll they? be a back
5: ended <coughs> deal. Uh, so look, the, the Raiders aren't complaining, but they just want it to be ticked off and approved by the NRL, mm-hmm. and that I think will happen within the next 24 hours.
4: Mad <laughs> Chucky, you know we said the other day we we love to do the show from the Masters and. Do a bucket list item at the Masters. How about this? Mad Chookie says, um, the the sandwiches at the Masters, he believes the prices haven't changed in years. $1. fifty a sandwich. Not like the extortion at major events here. It's from Mad Chookie.
5: The How prices are ridiculous,
4: aren't they? At, at sporting events, yeah. yeah. Again, we talk about supply equals demand. They, you can They've charge. got you. You've got a
5: captive audience. A captive You can't get out. You've got yeah. no choice. You have to pay it. That's but you you're fleecing the poor battler, mate. I know. Rugby mm. league's a you know, it's a working class game. Most of the fans are uh, you know, knockabouts mm. like mm. you and I, Ray. Mm. You're fleecing your own fans. It's disgusting. You're
4: gonna you get fired up here, eh?
5: Oh, it just annoys me when they do that. Yeah. There's no need to be charging six, seven, eight dollars for a pie. Yeah, it's just it's it's robbery.
4: You calm down, Dino. Go okay. get a cup of tea. Go to the news. We'll go to the news. <laughs>
12: Hello, I'm Sarah Womby. A Queensland man arrested in Indonesia claims he felt possessed when going on an alleged drunken and naked rampage. Shannon Morris Hasmore.
6: The family of Bodhi Manny Risby-Jones arrested over a violent outburst in Indonesia's Aceh province, so the 23-year-old is embarrassed and ashamed. The Sunshine Coast resident is accused of assaulting numerous locals and could face up to five years in jail or 40 lashes. He told the ABC he doesn't remember much of the incident and feels like He was almost possessed.
17: I feel like not myself, like almost possessed. It was not a good feeling. So it was very
12: out
19: of character for me. I've never. Done
6: that His family is working with Australian consular officials. Shannon Morris, Air News.
12: Meanwhile, another Australian man has been arrested in the West Java region of Indonesia, accused of spitting on a religious leader. The 48-year-old approached the man angry at the sound of Islamic chants on a loudspeaker from a mosque. He booked a flight back home, but police tracked him down in Jakarta before he could get to the airport. The former Sudanese Prime Minister has described the current conflict in the country as a senseless war. The capital Khartoum is being bombed, which is hampering evacuations. Abdullah Hamdok says the war needs to end.
13: It has so many ramifications, not for Sudan, for the region and the world. Sudan is the largest country in that area, bordering seven countries. God forbid if Sudan is to reach a point of civil war.
12: The deadline for Australians to make it on board a rescue flight out of the African country has now passed. Renewables are breaking energy generation records and driving down wholesale electricity prices, according to the latest data from the Australian Energy Market Operator. The data also shows the country's lowest ever level of emissions for the first quarter of this year. A thousand pharmacies in New South Wales have signed up to a trial allowing pharmacists to prescribe some common medications. Chandra Llewellyn reports. Pharmacists
18: will complete an online training model allowing them to prescribe antibiotics for UTIs in women aged 65 and under. From July they'll also be able to prescribe oral contraceptives. The Perrottet government initiative is designed to reduce pressure on GP waiting rooms and has the backing of the state's new health minister,
12: Ryan Park. The Herald reports the statewide trial is expected to begin next month after being delayed from the beginning of April. The Salvation Army has kicked off its Red Shield appeal, which runs until June. There's also a door knock taking place this weekend. And marine conservationists and activists are paddling out on Sydney's Manly Beach today to campaign for the removal of shark nets in New South Wales. The nets will be removed for the whale migration season, but are scheduled to be reinstalled in September. The Australian Marine Conservation Society's Dr Lenata Guidas says it's time for a change.
2: The
6: shark nets uh, it's a strategy that's over 80 years old and we wouldn't accept safety standards that old in any other aspect of our lives, not in our workplace, not in our homes, not in our schools. So we really need to modernise beach safety.
12: This is Air News. <laughs> Raiders coach Ricky Stewart held back the tears when discussing Jack Whiten after Canberra's Golden Point win over the Dolphins in the NRL. Whiten start for the Raiders in the 31-30 win. Stewart was emotional when asked about Whiten's decision to leave the club for Souths at the end of the season.
7: Jack's our mate. He um, had to make a decision and I'm OK with the decision. <clears throat> There's a lot of excuses going around about why Jack's leaving and they're all it's, it's all crap. Jack Jack wants a bit of a change, he's been here a long time, he wants a bit of a change, and I get that.
12: Wins also to the Titans and Tigers. The Demons of thrash North Melbourne 139-49 in the AFL. The Bulldogs came back from behind at the break for a 29-point win over Hawthorne. The Blues way too good for the Eagles 152-44. The Giants and Lions also celebrated wins. And Shane Van Gisbergen has beaten Brody Kostecki in a battle that went down to the wire at the Perth at Super Sprint. The two Chevy drivers had plenty of contact. Kostecki was slapped with a bad sportsmanship flag for blocking. The decision to pit for tyres gave Vangersburg the edge even though he had to hustle through the pack.
8: Yeah I got a bad start and then knew my car was good but couldn't quite get through and we had a pretty awesome battle in the middle but we were losing time to the people who pitted and yeah come through at the end our stop was awesome and then drove through to catch those guys so
12: yeah that was great. Australian Independent Radio News.
1: This is Sky Sports Radio, heard throughout New South Wales, including Musselbrook on 103.3 FM, Varadine, 87.6 FM, Inverell on 92.7 FM and Mullumbimby 87.6 FM.
11: At TAB, we're on for co-mingled pools with the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Queensland punters can now bet into the Hong Kong pools on all Hong Kong meetings, starting with Champions Day at Sha Tin this Sunday. This means world-class racing, higher liquidity, more stable pricing and deeper exotic pools. Head to the Tab app to find out more. Tab, we're on.
0: Available to QTAB customers. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
10: Experience city-class racing country-style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au.
1: On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report.
20: Wow, did you know that Donut King's coffee tastes as delicious as their donuts? Surprisingly good coffee available now at your local Donut King. Try one today. In Prestons, the trucks crashed on Venera Road at the M7 northbound on ramp. Morelia, flooding on McClimates Road at Cassai Creek has the road close heading in both directions. In Leichhardt, we've got a breakdown on Parramatta Road at Flub Street heading eastbound. And in North Sydney, change traffic conditions on the Warringah Freeway heading northbound at Rid Street. Speed dropped to 60Ks. Experience the magic of Lunar Park, Sydney by night. Twilight passes are now available from just $34, but only for a limited time. Go to lunarparksydney.com. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
12: On the big sports breakfast, interstate weather.
4: Tina, you, know, you know we're going national now. We are. Yeah, so I've got to do a whole national. Weather. That's another reason why i go to do the weather each after every they'll, news break. They'll lap us up in Northern Territory. You reckon? Mm-hmm.
5: Tasmania. For how long? I'm not sure how long, but they'll lap oh, us up. Show.
4: Sydney today, shower two and 22 degrees. Melbourne, sunny and 17. Brisbane, possible morning shower, but clearing up for a lovely sunny, or reasonably sunny Sunday in Brisbane and 26 degrees. Perth is sunny, 23. Shower to two about in Adelaide and a top of 19. Hobart, mostly sunny and 21 degrees. Darwin... It's the clubhouse leader, Dino. Sunny and 34 degrees. Rainabout in Canberra, top of 14.
1: Jamal Fogarty to win it for the Canberra Raiders. There is his first NRL field goal. De Silva gets away from the challenge. De Silva shoots and De Silva
2: scores. The game, the Giants Goal! got it. Willie really, Evu is a major champion here in the Woodlands. cleary the kick, try to...
3: against the two-time defending champions. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
4: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. In our second hour, very shortly, Peter Peters will join us. We've got Brad Willer coming on a little later in the show, one on Cole crushy yesterday. League Super Quiz. Dino, Wayne, let us know. Was it yeah, 7-4 to you, right? Slipping away again. It's only early days. Jared Daffy with today's Sporting Odds. And Phil Moss will talk about the world of football. We'd love to hear your thoughts on thirteen fifty three fifty three 53 SMS 419 Anything to do with sport. And or our talk topics today, which are um, food at you know, great foods at sporting events or um, people who inspire you in sport. On the back of Nico Hines presenting his Paul Green medal and jumper to Paul Green's children, it was a wonderful gesture. Um, In terms of our Food at sporting events. They our know, Blue Bags has chimed in. Morning, Dino and Ray. The Steak Sambos. It's just scrolled up. You hate that when it happens. The Steak Sambos at Henson Park. are delish, he says. Me old mate, Mud Guts, all 19 stone of him, knocks over three of them in 10 minutes when the Jets play. Get on your Blue Bags. Oh, we have
5: some very, very funny listeners. They do make me laugh. Brett from Richmond. The Penrith Emu's Rugby had the famous Emu Burger. A homemade rissole. Oh, it's just gone again, right? Exactly what happened to you. It's I got it just you. scrolled over.
4: Homemade rissoles. Want me to keep reading? Yeah, that? you keep going, mate. Homemade rissoles packed with garlic, <laughs> bathed in gravy, <laughs> and repeated on you for days. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, and Ray, Robert dear.
4: from Lidcombe says, Hi, guys. The corned beef sandwiches at Musselbrook Races. There you go, Dean. They're getting to run the corned beef sandwiches.
5: Absolutely, and I love this one too. Steve from Canberra. Morning, boys. My best memory of food was Princess Park, Carlton's home ground. Ray, mm. your men yep. are having warm, jam-filled donuts at halftime on a cold winter's day. They it's were huge. I can donuts. still smell them. I missed a run there. Yes. So I,
4: there you go. I will say I did partake in these when I was a kid. Daniel from Toon, Gabby, morning lads. Back in the day, the hot dogs from the stand at Penrith Paceway. We always joked they were last Thursday's <laughs> losers. Regardless, they were outstanding, and I always inhaled three each meat. According to Daniel, you never quite know with those. How long they've been there, do you? You know what, though, mm. when you're
5: hungry, you're just prepared to take that risk, out well, of you? When you're
4: drunk, you don't worry about it. No, co- I don't. Know. You don't. I do. <laughs> you know what? I'll have
5: it, and I'll worry about the consequences later. I'll and a very what? worst uh, it's a day off work. I the world's weakest stomachs. <laughs>
4: I just don't know,
5: you know? They are very funny, our uh, listeners, I must be honest, Ray. Right?
4: The hot cinnamon donuts at Penrith Park, eh, from Willow from Windsor. The best in the business. The hot cinnamon donuts.
5: Okay. I've, there you mi- go. I've
4: missed a run there. i have to try and find them. W- what does Zorba think? He probably partakes in oh, the chairman's He'd, he'd round, love some. D-
5: uh, he's only in the top shelf stuff now, Zorba. What's asking? He wouldn't have sat with the public for 25 years.
4: <laughs> don't think so. No. Zorb, good morning. Is Dino right? Yes, he is. <laughs> well, <laughs> You, lobster, <laughs> lobster rolls for me, mate. <laughs> lobster rolls. Good what you, Zorba.
16: That, that call from Princes Park. My memory of Princess Park, former home ground of um, Carlton, of course, mm. um, Jeff Fennec, Azuma Nelson. Oh, yeah. Pouring rain. The rematch uh, in the big blue down there that was called the Tui's Big Blue. And my my first sight of Kerry Packer and James Packer Sitting ringside with $5 plastic ponchos will always remain with me.
5: <laughs> I was there that day. We flew down. The great Bowie Bailey, our artist at work. Yeah. He was with me as well, my brother Brett. And Fennett got yeah, beaten. That's... He got beaten, Yeah, not, he, got not beat, out, didn't he did he? get beaten. I think to this day, and,
16: and I still think something went on. Jeff just had no energy. Yeah. And um, I just think there's a story there that's, that hasn't been written.
4: And uh, I reckon he was got at. I reckon, I reckon his heart got ripped out with that Las Vegas decision. He never got over he it. He never got over it. I just no, he didn't. never he truly won. got over it.
5: Yeah. Mind you, they did retrospectively award him that belt three months ago. I know, but, it's ago, like, but I it ruined his not career. not quite the same, he but was never the same it's Up
4: till then, he thought he was invincible. But anyway, hey, Zorb... Um, as I said earlier, being a Panthers supporter, part of me was torn. But I was happy for the Tigers last night. They've been through hell after 273 days. Their supporters can wake up this morning. They banked the two points, 12-8 over Penrith.
16: Yeah, well, look, congratulations to them too. They were, they were inspired by their skipper, Appy Coruscant. I thought he had a great game against his former club. And that must have been hard to do in those conditions. The um, the rookie fullback Jareem Buller, um, he did everything right in, a, in, a, in difficult conditions for an experienced fullback, let alone a rookie. And half-back Luke Brooks, look, he's much maligned. The Tigers were um, were worthy twelve-eight winners over Penrith. They were atrocious conditions in Bathurst. It just never stopped raining. The Tigers played near perfect football for the conditions and I thought their forwards did really well. Um, and they finally have given their long-suffering fans something really to cheer about, um, Luke Brooks, two forty twenties, a superb display behind, a hard working forward back, stunning upset. Congratulations to them. They've been kicked from pillar to post. That mm-hmm. was a a worthy win. It wasn't a lucky win. They deserved it.
5: Zorb, uh the Broncos without Payne Haas came right back to the field. What did you es- make? Ezra
4: Mann. And Ezra Mann. Yeah.
5: Uh, were South that good or were Broncos ready to be toppled after a really strong, consistent start to the year?
16: The Broncos are Shetland ponies without Payne House. Um, They've run wild in the opening two months of the season, but they got a reality check on Friday night when Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Campbell, Graham, and big Tom Burgess, never seen him play better. They stormed Mm. in the Suncorp. They were without um, Payne House, and the Broncos weren't in the contest. Graham scored three of South's six tries, and he's an origin must in the centres for New South Wales, while... Mitchell easily won his much-anticipated clash with the Broncos star, Reese Walsh. South's now just two points behind the Broncos at the top of the ladder. It was an awesome win. I think the Broncos are going to struggle in, in, um, in state of origin, but they're a very good side. Mm. Uh, South, though, um, they're my pick for the competition. They're just going to build and build, and they've got some gun players in key positions. Uh, whilst on Brisbane, a magic round next week. I know you've been all over this, Bulldog a lot of other people aren't, on the shifting surface. And it could be highly embarrassing for the NRL and the Suncorp uh, next weekend. I, I thought the ground was in poor condition uh, for that game on Friday night. Um, we saw the workers coming out before the players just about got to the sheds. They were out there um, with whatever they could get to try and um, get the ground right. It's not... It's. Um, it's not going to be good for next weekend. I'd hate to be playing on a Saturday or a Sunday in uh, in the magic round. I don't think it'll be too magic. Mm. Zorb, I'm just
5: looking at the weather now. There's a chance of rain Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Brisbane. Doesn't look like it's heaps of rain, but certainly enough to continue chopping up that surface. Now, Zorb, last night at Brookie, I think the Titans arrived in town a little bit timid after that meek surrender the previous week, but gee, they Really stuck it to Manly, who had no answers.
16: Gold Coast Titans handed Manly a really disappointing five try to one 26 10 beating at Brookvale. Uh, they blew a chance, Manly, to go to a clear second with a really sloppy display. They had nothing in attack. The Titans led 16 2 at half time, and Manly got to a 16 10 before Akiran Four and David Fafita, inspired Titans, proved much too good. Um, mystifying signings at Manly. You've got first Aaron Woods and now Kyle Flanagan. Um, really the red carpet's been mm. rolled out for one particular manager there at Manly. Yes I think I know
5: who you are referring to there <laughs> Zorba.
4: Cryptic. Hey Zorb um, Dolphins and Canberra. I haven't seen this scum. I'll try and catch up when I can but 31-30 Canberra in uh, Golden Point. The Dolphins though, what they're showing this year fantastic stuff. They don't lie down do they? No, they don't. Amazing game in Wagga, and
16: um, the fans were just loving it there. Canberra capped uh, a dramatic week with a golden point thirty-one to thirty thriller against the Dolphins. They led by big margins early in the game, but um, as you just said, Ray, they just don't give up. The Dolphins mm. under Wayne Bennett—they're—they're—they're um, they're, uh, they're really doing well. Uh, Jack Whiten scored a try and ran for 128 metres in an emotional performance days after announcing he would be a rabbit out from next season. I, um, I hope Canberra don't relent and let him go early. I think they owe it to every other club in the league uh, not to let a player of Jack Whiten's class go before his contract is up in Canberra. Canberra coach Ricky Stewart had a tough time getting through the after-match press conference. He's obviously very, very close to Jack Whiten. Um, I said my piece about White and last week, I, I hate how loyalty's gone out of the game. I can't understand how a player signing his last big contract can take unders. Um, I don't know how that happens. The Dolphins have done so well. Five wins, four losses in nine games. And I think right now, we can, after two months of the Premiership almost, um, we can wipe the following teams out of the top eight contention. The Cowboys, Newcastle, and George Illawarra, Manly, Bulldogs and the Tigers. The Cowboys have won three and lost six in a terrible start. Yeah, they're and they're a shadow of yeah. last year's top four side. The rest of the teams mentioned are way off the pace and won't be playing finals football. Now, rather than dwell on disappointments, let me salute a rising juggernaut in the Premiership, a club going places, the Cronulla Sharks. This is a club delivering to their fans and their sponsors on and off the field. Craig Fitzgibbon is proving to be the coach we all knew he would be. Captain Nico Hines could go back-to-back dally M's And in a, in a short time in charge, the CEO, Dino messer Testa is guiding the Sharks in the right direction on the fie- off the field. The Sharks are clinical on it. Seven tries to one against the Cowboys was brilliant, and so too was the way the club handled the tribute to their ex-player, Paul Green. Nico Hines went above and beyond in giving his medal and his jersey to Paul Green's children. Um, a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, gesture down there by the Sharks. Well handled. Um, they are, as I said, they're, they're captured the imagination of the locals um, down there in the Shire. And I understand next year there's going to be a concert... Uh, at the New Look ground, which will blow everyone away. Can't let too much out about that, but it will be well worth waiting for. Congratulations to the Sharks. They're going places. They'll be top four, and um, and
4: they're looking good. Gee, you've left a little, little teaser there for us all. Got us all thinking. Well, you'll be very surprised with who they're yeah. going to front up with. Okay. Hey, Zorb, two games to complete this weekend's round, both intriguing this afternoon. The 2 o'clock game, Warriors take on the Roosters. Now, the Warriors are 2.70 head-to-head. Roosters, $1.47. The 4.05 p.m. kickoff game, St. George Illawarra versus the Canterbury Bulldogs, fifty five. the Dragons, 2.45 head-to-head the Doggies.
16: The Warriors against the Roosters in the early game, I... Dylan is going to be a bad loss for them uh, out suspended. Um, I reckon with him in, they would have given the Roosters a run for their money. But I think, I think the Roosters are starting to uh, look like the side we expected them to be. Uh, I think they'll just be too strong for a much improved Warriors who are doing really well under their new coach, uh, Webster. Uh, I think the Roosters will win that one. Now, the 4 o'clock, 4.05 game is intriguing in a lot of, a lot of ways. The Dragons aren't as bad as a lot of people think. The Bulldogs really ravaged with injury. I, I reckon at full strength, with the likes of Kikau, etc., they would have given the Dragons a real tough game down there in um, in Wollongong. But it's the it's the battle of the coaches here in Anthony Griffin and Cameron Seraldo. Now, Seraldo, like Craig Fitzgibbon, is a young coach on the rise, and he will be on the scene for a long, long time. Got mm. a lot of time for Cameron Seraldo. Now, evidently, at Penrith it's emerged this week, and surprise, surprise that it's leaked this week that Anthony Griffin, when he was head coach, didn't rate Cameron Soraldo, or so they say. Sorraldo, or Siro as they called him, wanted to leave. Phil Gould kept him there. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes in this game today with both coaches really wanting to win, mm. not only for the two points, but just for a little personal conquest. So interesting
4: sideline there in this game. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Hey, Zorba, appreciate it as always, mate. And we'll talk next Sunday.
20: Okay, guys, good to
4: talk. Bye. There's Peter Peters talking the world of football. Quick one, Dino. Morning, boys. Can you please let everyone know the Goulburn Harness Racing Club's cup meeting today has also been postponed uh, due to the weather and the state of the track pouring down there at Goulburn, Dino.
5: (coughs) Zorba mentioned Dylan Walker too, Ray, Mm. as being out. He uh, successfully secured a downgrade so he is free to
4: play this afternoon. OK, terrific. We'll take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast weekend.
1: On Coffs Harbour, 107.1 FM. Gloucester, 99.3 FM. Cooler, 87.6 FM. And Leeton, 87.6 FM. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio, your racing and sports leader.
3: Star Turn Colt with everything going for him. Joe Pride, Bob's, Inkless Race Series, Winning Dam. Prices from 2200 for 2.5%. For PDSC, Hancocks.com.au, AFSL 227365. Hancocks.com.au.
9: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths, but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlo's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
13: Pick your favourite Kia. From the award winning Kia Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos. Or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer.
11: Kia. Movement that inspires. TAB, we're on for co-mingled pools with the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Queensland punters can now bet into the Hong Kong pools on all Hong Kong meetings, starting with Champions Day at Sha Tin this Sunday. This means world-class racing, higher liquidity, more stable pricing and deeper exotic pools. Head to the TAB app to find out more. TAB, we're on.
0: Available to QTAB customers. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au
1: took that upstairs come on hello
2: go you called it
3: what a two from clean out. on sky sports radio and radio tab this is the big sports breakfast weekend
4: Ah, Welcome back to the show. That's Tony Finau. He still leads the Mexico Open. He's 19 under after three rounds. He shot a 65-64 and a 65-6 under today. But John Rahm is charging. He's in unbelievable form at the moment. He shot a 10 under 61 today. So he's stormed up the leaderboard. He's now 17 under in equal second place, just two behind Tony Finau. So um, Johnny Rahm's just in that rich vein of form. At the moment, great to see this man back in form yesterday, getting home on Coal Crusher in the second last on a, a rainy, wintry day at Rose Hill. Brad Will has been good enough to join us on a Sunday morning. Brad, good morning. Good
19: morning. Thanks for, having
4: me. Thanks for joining us, Brad. And, and congratulations with the win of Coal Crusher. He'd had the three runs back. Um, he was over his right sort of distance. You were able to get a fair amount of control up front. He's a tough horse, Brad.
19: Yeah, he's, um, oh, more or less you can say, honestly, they come and, and um, yeah, you know, you know he's given given his all and um, yeah, it was a great, great, you know, a deserved win for him yesterday, for sure.
4: Exactly. You, you had a ride early in the day and you went out and walked the track because most of the winners were probably coming, I guess, Brad, eight, ten horses off the inside, but you virtually saw that the inside part of the track was still virgin turf, so to speak, so... You took the shortest way home.
19: Yeah, and obviously the shortest way home is the fastest way home. Yeah. Um, on most occasions, if the if the track's, um, uh, you know, obviously not slower, but yeah. um, on this occasion, you know, I was pretty pretty adamant that um, it was, you know, by that time, actually was the best 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 part of the track, and and um, and and just how I thought the scenario might work if I tried to anyway get. Let's say out towards the ten wide sort of yeah. um, lane, I, I just couldn't see him. Um, he also can sort of lay back in a margin, and I would just sort of be doing myself more harm trying to get out anyway. So um, we we're able to able to make it work, and mm. um, yeah, it was good to get the result because if, if if you don't get that result, you know I could be um, pretty harshly crit- criticised.
5: Uh, Brad, you made mention, <coughs> excuse me, yesterday that it's been uh, tough for you in Sydney racing. Uh, Last just, couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Does that win give you the, the encouragement to keep going in the Harbour City?
19: Well, just see what sort of response it, it um, makes. You know, like at the end of the day, um, racing today, Grafton, and I haven't got a ride. Like, that's not for me wanting a day off. I, I just um, couldn't get a ride today. Um, I don't think I'm going to be riding until Thursday. And, and the whole idea for me making the move to Sydney, um, f- first and foremost, is because... And be with with Nash and um, we could, you know, the, the plan to be able to help each other out, mm. um and and but ride right every day, you know, um and uh, it's just sort of, just sort of turned turned into a sort of situation where it's struggling to get a ride and and um, yeah, well, I've had me myself and Nash have had Ron Johnson the Guru um with us this week and worked you know really hard on our weights and we finally got that um in control now so um yeah we'll just see, see what transpires this week
4: it's interesting brad after i spoke to you you made mention of the, the difficulty you have in getting rides and whether you might even move back to victoria where you, which, which is home for you I, I spoke to a couple of trainers later in the day i won't say who they are but mm. they then said well brad should should stay here because a lot of the sydney jockeys um especially the Guys who ride higher up in the weights will be going to Brisbane in the next few weeks. There'll be opportunities there. Can you see that that door possibly opening for
19: you? Well, uh, until you sort of uh, um, get it, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah. uh, um, I don't want to live in hope, but yeah. uh, I've definitely got two rides next Saturday at this stage um, at Scone. And I was at a stand- standalone city meeting and... Um, Yeah, we'll just see what trends fight like. It's still very early days and I've got two rides, so that's great. Um, But, um, yeah, it's just... uh, Look, um, obviously, the reason for the move from Perth was, was, um, uh, you know, look, I I tried it lifestyle-wise. It was was unreal for the family, um, my young family. I've got Mm -hmm. um, two kids, Lucas and Cleo, and um, Cleo, Cleo my daughter, is actually finishing off grade six, so it sort of doesn't work to, to leave her in uh, or change schools you know for last year of um, grade grade 6 mm-hmm. before year, starting year 7 and, and so my family stayed in Perth yeah. to finish out the year um, so if I went back to Melbourne I'd be on my own whereas okay. coming to Sydney I'm sort of with Nash so i just sort of be really you know at least it sort of gives me um, some family help and um, that, that was sort of the the plan that hopefully that works that scenario but um yeah we'll just see see how the rest of the week pans out
4: yeah hopefully it does um improve for you you said you've got your your weight under control um obviously you're a heavyweight rider what, what have you got it down to um now brad
19: um yeah well i am confident now that i can sort of ride in 57 which it will yep. be a, a big help um i um, as it turned out I had a 58 and a half ride yesterday was scratched and picked up three, three rides, 59 was actually the lightest um, and as much as it's sort of on the day 58 and a half, 59 was what a weight I could have ridden on the day I actually didn't sweat at all in the morning so I, I felt um, in the morning that if I had not needed to ride 57 it wouldn't have been a problem yesterday um, so yeah obviously that's going to be a big help going forward and and um yeah because prior to this weekend i've sort of 58's been been the lightest i've ridden for for a little while which certainly makes it um less lesser opportunities for yeah. sure
4: yeah, well hopefully it does cold crusher does help you and uh, the fact you're down to fifty seven's great news and just finally brad um the, it, it's been a really tough week for the race industry but you spoke from the heart yesterday really a good friend of yours um Dean Holland and, the, and his tragic passing in that race for Donald last Monday, um, I can see the toll it's taken on jockeys um, uh, it's been a really difficult time for all jockeys and everyone involved in racing Brad?
19: Yeah, I look it's just it um, just doesn't make sense just, mm. you know, the way, way things can um, sometimes work out um, you know, look at it, it, um he he's he he's um i don't know he, 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 he you know he was a tireless work, tireless worker um rode everywhere and um and like i said yesterday that you know he he just didn't have a, a anyone that wasn't friends with him you know like everyone um like would could call call him his mate um and um you know it's just um you know when he's losing his four kids you know like it oh, and yeah. it's it, it, it sort of it just doesn't it's just not there. you know sometimes yeah things um can happen in yeah. in life and um unfortunately you know at least i, I love the fact that you know the industry's getting getting um behind his family and um hopefully we can get, come out stronger on the other side
4: yeah the unfairness for well, well said bro the unfairness of it all it's just it's just hard to Hard to come to grips with hey brad look congratulations mm. on the win with cole crushy yes i really hope that helps to just get your name up in lights here and and um get a bit of a role on sydney in the coming months great to have you on the show on a sunday morning and best of luck going forward brad
19: appreciate it thanks for having
4: me There's, there's brad Willer, and uh, i hope he does get a roll along um, Dino, you he's ridden nearly 3,000 career winners. He was once Australia's leading jockey in a season for most winners. He's won 25 Group Ones. He's won a Golden Super. He's won a Caulfield Cup. He rode Weekend Hustler when that horse was Horse of the Year a few seasons back. Um, uh, I know he struggles to get rides because of his weight, but he's an outstanding jockey on his day. You
5: might have just answered my question, Ray. I mean, from an outsider looking in, you know, why a, a, a jockey
4: who's clearly an elite jockey his weight yeah mm. if he can't ride he says he's got his weight down 57 even then You've got limited opportunities, so uh, he, he accepts that, that. That's just his. It's just his metabolism. Yep, he's lot in life. He's tall in most jockeys. Nash is also heavy as well. So, but um, he showed yesterday. He certainly can ride. Hey, quiz time, Dino! It's seven four in the league super quiz. So call now on thirteen fifty three fifty three. That's thirteen fifty three fifty three to be part of the league super quiz. We're playing for a one hundred dollar cash card, courtesy of Tab.
7: Kept breakfast. Carmel from gyrus text. When she grew up, you knew people were rich when they had the colour telly. Prime TV and ABC
9: were the only channels I remember when I was about five on our. TV well, we at home.
8: we had seven, nine, and ten.
9: Someone just had to hold the aerial in the right spot. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you sneezed, you lost channel nine. <laughs> the big sports breakfast weekdays from five thirty on Sky
10: Sports Radio. Experience city-class racing country-style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia, with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May, highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets,
14: go to sconeraceclub.com.au. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do.
9: Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who
14: knows where you play and what you need. Oh,
9: yeah, looking good.
14: With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge.
9: Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip.
14: So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond
9: Golf. G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that we can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Here's Maresh, able to squirm free at the byline. And it's in for a ball.
2: The Central Coast Mariners are running right, and what a fantastic moment for Harry Steele as he scores for the first time in the Isuzu Youth
4: A-League bands.
3: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
4: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Just a quick one, Dino. The A-League Women's Grand Final between Western United in their inaugural season and Sydney FC at 4 p.m. this afternoon. So, go Sydney FC, Dino. Should be a big day out there. Hey, and the producer Steve's having a day off, so Tanya's got a double workload today, including the all-important coin toss. She's in the studio. Tanya go heads.
5: Tails it is. Oh, gee, that was a very ordinary flick. What, well, do you want to Oh, well, no, I'm just saying, you know. Do you to do it again? Husband, wife. I'll let you choose No, then. no, no, no. I'm not going to insinuate. I'm not going to insinuate. But I do want to ask one question. Yeah? One of our guests is Wayne. Yeah? Can I ask him if this is the same Wayne that brings us the updated oh. scores every week? Do you
4: want to go with Wayne as test as number one? Okay, I'll, you can open the batting. i Wayne. Wayne. Can... Wayne, are you there? Yes, mate. Right. How are you going this morning? You're not
5: the Wayne that gives us the updated scores every week, are you?
4: No, that's not me, mate. Okay. I, I'm, I'm from the dull coast. All right, just okay. checking. All right. It's got to keep this above board, Wade. You know what rain's D- like? Dino's very suspicious, Wayne. you got no idea. <laughs> and neurotic. <and> <laughs> All
5: right, Wayne, let's rip into it. Best many, of luck, Wayne. Question one. How many years did Wally Lewis play for the Brisbane Broncos? How
15: many years?
21: Yes. Oh, okay. Like, uh, let me see, um,
16: I'd
21: say four. Nice crack, Wayne. It's actually three,
5: 1988, the inaugural year to 1990. And he got shunted, didn't he, the King? Yeah, Bennett pushed him out to the Gold Coast. Wayne, question number two, multiple choice. How many games has the Raiders' Jack Whiten played for New South Wales? Is it A8, B10, C12? I'd say 10. Correct. Well done. Well done, Wayne. On the board one. Correct. Question three. Uh, who won the 2003 NRL Grand Final? Was it A, Roosters, B, Broncos, C, Panthers? 2003.
17: 2003. Was that be the Broncos?
5: No, it wasn't. Um, Wayne, it was actually the Panthers who won oh, a Panthers. terrific game in the wet against the Roosters. Yeah, game of They didn't Didn't
4: go to that one for some reason. So one from three, Ray, over yeah. to you. Still in the game, Wayne. We'll Not go over to good. Michael. Michael, you're there. How you going, guys? Yeah, hey, Michael, um, best of luck. One to tie, two to win. Here we go, Michael. Oh, thank you. Okay, (laughs) you'll like this one. What two clubs did Peter Zorba Peters play first grade for? Well, he played for Manly and um, Parramatta. Well done. He had it. Was it one season at Power? He had. Uh, yeah, not dinner? very long now. Yeah. Uh, he did good.
5: bail out and uh, just when, had a crack at blokes for leaving clubs?
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he got a good offer for Manly, didn't he? he did. I, was, oh, I yeah. was going to say
17: North, but it was Parramatta.
4: Yeah. yeah. No. Well done. Good start, Michael. Question number two is multiple choice. Where was the Raiders Jack Whiten born? A. Orange. B. Otago. C. Oakdale.
15: Uh, I think
4: Orange. Well done, Michael. Spot on. Two out of two. Hey, Michael, congratulations. You've won the $100 cash card courtesy of Tab, mate. Uh, thank
17: you. I, I, won, I won about a couple of months. The girl said how long I, uh, I did
4: it. I won once about yeah. two months ago, yeah. Two months ago. Oh, you're a regular winner then. Uh, <laughs> Outstanding, mate. we'll say on the line, Michael and we'll Tanya, get all your details, and we'll get that $100 cash card out to you straight away. Dino, why are you laughing?
5: He's just grabbing the cash and running, Michael. He's happy. What if he came in under Michael before or under another name and he'll come in next week under another name?
4: He was honest. He, He admitted he won before. Fair enough. Two out of two. Pretty is going well. Pretty comprehensive. Coming up next, Jared Daffy
7: on the Big Sports Breakfast. Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Where do missing socks go? How do you throw away a garbage can? Do fish sleep? Why do donuts have holes? If you find out, can you let me know, please?
18: Jared Daffy's words of wisdom. Why does quicksand work
7: so slowly? Should it be renamed?
14: (laughs) Please explain.
4: Jared Daffy, good morning. Your words of wisdom for this Sunday morning.
7: Good morning, boys. Before I get to that, Mm. what what a lovely touch this morning uh, to have a female do the coin toss. There's not enough female um, integration into this show.
4: Mm. You know, there's there's, that was subtle. The coin toss was subtle. You know, Jared, there's a massive push for Tanya to be more involved in the show, but she resists. Really? Mm. She's happy with her little segment today. She's doing two jobs. But she's happy with a little it's segment. That's
7: producer Tanya. Yeah. Ah, she's flying. Yeah. Uh, anyway.
4: Uh, speaking of which, well, I understand your workload's just been increased, Jared, and you'll be part of the BSB team at least a couple of times during the week from now on, my friend.
7: I will be from this yeah. week onwards. Uh, I've been invited into the Inner Sanctum for a little cameo on <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday mornings at around about 6.20am for... I don't know, 10 minutes? Who knows? But uh, And we'll have a look at all things betting-related uh, on both of those days, but in particular on Thursday with the moves for both the major codes, uh, NRL and AFL, mm. as we head into uh, you, the yeah. weekend's matches. I'm going to so, yeah. tune in and see where your loyalty lies. Oh, Just know. in terms don't of how like
5: much that. you give them and how much you give us.
22: <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh, okay, but just going to keep a little eye this then. one. Your, the criticism that i point in your direction dean both on air and more importantly off air is justified <laughs>
5: just keeping that on, that, that, one. that
7: other outfit i mean I, I don't know them personally i know jared middleton pretty well but the other two guys uh, i've only met once or twice but i assume a very professional outfit yeah
4: <laughs> what are you saying just jared gonna,
7: just check on your loyalty my <laughs> what friend what are you saying
4: jared
7: <laughs> <laughs>
5: you're saying we they prepared? they pay better
4: <laughs> they pay fair enough hey jared i bet so they don't ask or they actually they might steal it They might steal your segment and have words of wisdom.
5: How how would we get by? We won't be
4: happy with that. What's this weekend's
7: words of wisdom? Let me run this past you. I I had a strong feeling of deja vu when I woke up last night that I may have mentioned this one before. But anyway, I'm going to put it out there. Why do ballet dancers dance on their toes? Why doesn't the ballet company just employ taller dancers? (laughs) I haven't heard that one. <laughs> Can you take that to your Monday to Friday show? <laughs> Before we Sorry, get to the show, I do like
4: see where it gets you. Uh, This is an interesting little SMS from one of our listeners. No name. Jared, what's your take on this? Dino, as a heavy hitter around Sydney, were you invited to the Kyle and Tegan wedding? I now, was invited, but I couldn't go. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't
13: okay. go. <laughs>
7: well, he doesn't drink on Saturday nights. Correct. Cool. That's, <laughs> right. that's called professionalism. Mm.
4: Yeah,
5: good
7: call. <laughs> but, um, Jared, NRL, yeah. Origin One. It's looming, you ripper. It is, and uh, well, there's still an outstanding price, Queensland. $2.30 outsiders, New South Wales $1.62, a line there of three and a half points. That's pretty much all we've got up at the moment. Obviously, uh, what do we got? Nearly we four weeks? 31st yeah, of May, anyway. Th- yeah. And that one in Adelaide. So whilst it's neutral ground, I think uh, the South Australians will get behind Queensland because there's a strong anti-New South Wales feeling out there in rugby league land, outside of New South Wales.
4: Did you hear that, Dino? You didn't bite, though. Dino's not biting on that one, you? No,
7: I'm actually just checking on a little bit of... Now, Dino learned his drama through the quiz
4: here. What, what's, this, what's Shane well, saying from Well, there's Batram. two
5: have come through. Mitch yeah. has just texted in saying, Dino, uh, Ray's got a repeat winner. This is a selection tactic oh. Tanya must have known the number. Oh, that's what Shane's saying. And Shane is saying, Ray is now using past <laughs> champions in the quiz. There's no limit to how low he will
2: stoop.
4: But Jared in my defence and kind of leap to my defence. Well, this better
7: be a good reply yeah. because he's right, you cheated. Well, hang on Thank a second, you. hang
4: on a second, Jared, because I won the coin toss. And I very fairly let Dino because <laughs> he was concerned about the coin toss have his choice of contestant.
5: You did say you can have Wayne very subtly. No, I said,
4: do you? You very said, subtly. is this Wayne? And you said I wouldn't mind having Wayne. I said, do you want Wayne? You Anyone. can have him.
7: Look, I don't want to. What do I you think would have happened here? in the mid '60s if uh, Barry Jones had have appeared every week on Pickerbox? Exactly. Good point. Yeah. Outstanding comment.
4: He went. He went for over a year or something. Did not he, Jared? Or something? Two years. I don't know. He was, un-
7: he was unbeatable. unbeatable. I, know I remember <laughs> as a little kid. Oh, uh, I know. Michael's
5: number, I'll be keeping it very close. Watch at <laughs> Cubs on next week under You're casting
4: or aspersions upon my wife's integrity, Nick. No, you. But you. you included tenure a second again. Mitch did. Oh.
7: Jared, AFL, yeah. super hey, No, He
4: hasn't finished giving the NRO, NRO. Oh, sorry. two we've games fo- today. We've Jared? got
7: football. What yeah. about those results last night? Oh, yeah. Uh we've got the Warriors two dollars seventy, the Roosters a dollar forty seven, a line of six and a half points, and the Dragons have been pretty well back there. $1.53, the Bulldogs $2.50, a line of four and a half points. Now, i better give you an update to win the premiership because mm-hmm. uh, they're on shaky ground, Penrith. Mm-hmm. They're $4.50, and the only reason they're not a longer price is liability. Uh, of course, you can turn it around, but $4.50, I don't think we'll have many takers there this week. Souths are into five. The Roosters five fifty. Melbourne at eight. Uh, Brisbane 9 Cronulla going on Mining their own business They're into $9 as well Then the rest of 21 Are better headed up By Manly and Parramatta But uh, yeah Interesting uh, Market that at the moment But as I said I don't think we'll get A lot of interest In Penrith this week Now Jared, Scotty from Cronulla's Is
5: just texting Can you ask Jared hmm. Why hamburgers Are called hamburgers When they don't have Any
7: ham in them Good point Oh, I've done that before on another station oh. <laughs> <laughs> really let, let me say let me say I'm glad that that question came in because everybody had a job before their current job although I don't really call this a job but when I was uh, in school I worked in the best hamburger shop in the world in Warrnambool called Kerman's and uh, it their burger for the last five years there's a there's a, a book that goes around the world top 10 burgers mm-hmm. they're in it
0: there
4: in
7: did you yeah. sample said burgers? Uh, I, I sampled a lot. <laughs> hey,
4: Jerry, it was one of those top 10 burgers, a service station on the um, Great Western Highways. You go just up the top of the hill at Lapson, there, past the Air Force Base on the left hand side at Glenbrook. The best hamburgers God's ever put on this earth. Really? Really? Unbelievable.
7: Well, I'd well, want to be good to beat. Uh the Bull, and of course um, this week the races are on there, the three days, Ray, mm. and uh, so tens of thousands of people that I know only really go there to try the Kermans hamburger, there and then go. the races is like a, a, an afterthought. But anyway, oh, I digress. I've got to get to Warnable <laughs> one day.
4: Uh, 3 um, three. Haven't a- you done it? No, I've never done Warnable, No,
11: so I oh, haven't them. lived. <laughs> and Alice
7: Springs Cup day today too. Uh, we, I know we've got a lot of listeners in the Alice who have uh, gone there today. That was for your Alice old Springs haunt, Cup. Jared. It was, yeah. it was, so it's a cup there today. Uh, now AFL, AFL, yep. Essendon two eighty-five, they're on the drift. Geelong a dollar forty-three, a line of fifteen and a half points. Richmond a dollar forty seven. There's been some interest in the Suns. They're $2.70 in from $3, a line of 14 and a half points. And Adelaide been a big move here. $2.40 on Wednesday. They're into $2.15 to beat Collingwood $1.70, a line of seven and a half points. And that flag market. Well, there was a couple of demolition jobs done yesterday. And Melbourne back into flag favourites at 4.50. Collingwood, 5. Geelong, 5.50. Brisbane, 6.50. Then Port Adelaide, St. Kilda, Carlton, 15. The Swans out to 16. Essendon, 17. No name on this text. <laughs> Dino, you're up against Bonnie and Clyde today. Never a truer <laughs> word
5: spoken. Gerrit, supercars and snowball that into the NBA, please.
7: We've got uh, Perth on at the moment. so It's a little bit later in the day, but uh, today's race... Uh Van Gisbergen $1.80. Mostert five. Ward at seven. Uh Brody Kostecki at eight. The rest of twelve dollars or better. And we've just got the one game in the NBA today. And that one gets underway at ten thirty. Uh Denver, gee, they've been a mover in the market. One seventy mm. into one fifty eight to beat Phoenix at two forty five, a line of four points. Uh they're on again tomorrow. Three A. M. start for the Insomniacs. New York Knicks a dollar fifty four. Miami two fifty five. And the market to win it will it's got a different feel uh, from this time last week because, of course, the Bucks were the favourites yeah. leading into the whole thing getting underway, and they're out in straight sets. Uh, oddly enough, Miami Heat who defeated them, so it was eight v one. Uh, there's still a twenty six dollar chance, but Boston Celtics two seventy five, Phoenix Suns five fifty, the Lakers seven fifty, Philadelphia seventy sixes at eight, Denver Nuggets nine. The Warriors 10, the rest are 21 or better. Mm,
4: you know, it's, it's game on there. Hey, Jared, um, appreciate it as always, and we'll talk next Sunday. See you, guys. There's Jared Daffy talking the world of sporting odds. What are you laughing at, Dan? <laughs>
5: Texas came through. No name on this. I your direction's <laughs> up the hill. It comes in and says, Ray, you just gave the directions to McDonald's. <laughs> Is this true? It's
4: not. <laughs> no. Unless it's changed. I haven't been there for a while. Been been a while since I've been there, but they were... Great hamburgers. Now, um, Phil Moss is joining us. Mossy, good morning. Want to talk A-League Women's Grand Final. I dare say you're covering it, Mossy. West United versus Sydney FC at 4pm this afternoon. This should be a cracker. Good morning, Phil.
21: Morning, Ray. Morning, uh, morning to everyone. Yeah, look, it's going to be a, a fantastic game. You've got uh, the experience and desperation, if you like, of Sydney FC, who have lost the last two Grand Finals, even though they've won the last three Premier's plates up against the, the youthful pluckiness uh, and inexperience, I guess, of Western United who have made the grand final in their first season. So uh, some real intrigue around this one. I'll, I'll be out there this afternoon, four o'clock kickoff, Combank Stadium. If you haven't got a ticket already, get out there and, uh, and support the, the uh, A-League women's. It's a, it's, it's a, a growing competition. Mm. Uh, there's some wonderful football in it. And, uh, and I think the other thing to note is the number of Matildas. That, that competition is uh, is producing, so it's a credit to the clubs and and the coaches.
5: Uh, Mossy A League Men Sydney FC they really turned it on against Newcastle to,
21: I guess, gain some finals momentum. Yeah, they did Bulldog. They uh, they they've been good the last few weeks. Um, and Steve Corrick has always said that once he got Lafondra back in the team and and Joe Lolly and Robert Mack, uh, you know, providing the service, um, things would start to turn. And and last night. While he was at it again, he was uh, providing assists and uh, LaFondra was scoring and uh, young Patrick Wood came off the bench and and scored as well. So, um, you know, there's some good signs there. I've I've said it all along. If Sydney can get into the finals, they are one team that that probably hasn't had the greatest of seasons uh, by their standards, but they're one team on paper that can really cause some problems and and go on and win the title. Um, Whether they can get past the momentum of, uh, I, I suppose... The team really with the most momentum going into these finals is probably Central Coast Mariners. To be honest, um, you know they, they've been really impressive. They went and put four past Adelaide um, to snatch second spot on uh, on Friday night. Um, now Cooper Stadium is a tough, tough place to go, but the Mariners are playing with no fear. They've got good balance, uh, good pace. They play a good brand of football under Nick Montgomery. So uh, I wouldn't put it past them uh, to create another miracle as per 2013.
4: Um, speaking of some of the other teams in the finals, Melbourne City did defeat the Wanderers 3-2. Um, Wellington Phoenix, they got out of jail a bit, 1-0 against MacArthur. So where are Wellington at? And is Melbourne City still the team to beat? I know you mentioned that Mariners have got momentum, but they've had a great, great season, Melbourne City.
21: Yeah, they have, uh, Ray, and, and you're spot on. Like, uh, <clears throat> you know, they are the team to beat because they've got the experience, they've got the Premier's plate, they've got... Uh, you know, advantage in the finals, if you like. Mm. Um, and, you know, Rado Vitic, even though it's his first season in, in charge, he took over from Patrick Kisnorgo uh, midway through the season, you know, he's got plenty of experience. He's been around the block as a coach. So, uh, you know, he'll stay calm. He'll keep the players calm. So, yeah, I think Melbourne City are the team to beat. But uh, Wellington... I commentated this one yesterday for, for Paramount Plus. Um, Free and I, I just... <laughs> what was <that>? Free <laughs> I threw that one into you, Bulldogs. I hope I'm when you're you, on I'm Paramount you. Plus that you
5: say, I discuss this on the Big Sports Breakfast weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Mate, there's a reverse I'm... role
21: here. I am the general manager of marketing for the Big Sports Breakfast. Don't you there worry? There you go. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, general no. Manager w- Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it was a um, mate, It was a fighting win for, for Wellington against McCarper, Um and it meant Macapa uh, suffered the ignominy of uh, picking up the wooden spoon um, in the same season that they, they lifted the Australia's Cup. Um, so it just goes to show how quickly things can change in football and obviously uh, Dwight York moving on, Milo Stojovski taking over. Um, so a lot of work there to do out at Campbelltown. But yeah, Wellington secured that final spot with a fighting win. I, I think it's nothing less than they deserve and, and Ulfric Talley deserves to be in the finals. He's, he's guided them to the finals three out of his four seasons there and, and Wellington have made the, the finals four out of five seasons to include uh, Marco Rudan's. Um, last season in charge. So, you know, it's, it, they can they can fight and scratch in the finals, Wellington. Um, whether they've got enough quality to win these big games, enough sorry, they've got enough quality, whether they've got enough momentum um, and form on the board, I'm just not sure. There's a few things they really have to tighten up quickly because they go to uh, Adelaide, I think it is, on, uh, on Friday night for that first final, and that's not an easy place to go.
5: Now, Mossy, you know I have spies everywhere. There's an allegation... It's come across my desk.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: You played golf yesterday at Long Reef, and you double bogeyed not the first hole, but also the second, the third, the fourth, the <laughs> fifth, and the sixth. It sounds like Six Mike golf. double bogeys. If this is, in fact,
21: correct, I think you should think this, about another sport. This sounds like a deflection. It sounds like... Uh, is it correct, uh, though? Whoever the spy was must have had a terrible round as well. Uh, look, I think it's a slight exaggeration, but we never let the facts get in the way of a good story, do we? Blue Funny Bob? about that. Yeah, my man's spot on. Couple <laughs> couple, of double, couple of double bogeys, uh, yeah, You're playing long week, You just say the row. wind was blowing, Mosse, the
4: wind was, was blowing, blowing. <laughs> oh, and
21: it was raining, there and you, go. you know, yeah. managed my son and his banter, and, yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a good day at the race.
4: EPL overnight, Crystal Palace 4, West Ham 3, Brighton put 6 on wall, 6-0, Brentford 2, Nottingham Forest 1.
21: I'm just picking up my confidence again, Ray, to talk about this one, because Bulldogs just rattled me there. But uh, yeah, I, no, 16 That happens goals. to me every Sunday morning, mate, don't worry about it. <laughs> 16 goals in three games uh, overnight, which is uh, phenomenal. Crystal Palace... Uh, 4-3 over West Ham um, in a very, very much a seesawing game. Easy with the uh, easy penalty, if you like, uh, yeah. in the 66th minute, uh, which was decisive in that one. Um, Brighton, and, uh, Brighton absolutely smashed all 6-0 and some wonderful football and wonderful goals uh, at Farmer Stadium. And uh, three players with a brace there, Undav, uh, Gross and Welbeck all, uh, all bagging two each. And this is—it's an an interesting result because it it lifts Brighton to eighth. Um, They're only two points behind Spurs in fifth for that Europa spot. So, uh, you know, dare to dream if you're Brighton fans because um, that's that's going to be an interesting finish for them. And um, Brentford probably hammered another nail into the coffin of uh, Nottingham Forest with a two-one win at home there. So Forest just can't buy a win at the moment.
4: And just on Brighton, they have got games in hand too, which is important. There's a massive game. I think it's Tuesday morning, Leicester City, Everton. Oh. Their fans will be – it's make or break for both clubs here, isn't it really? Mostly. Oh,
21: Ray, yeah. I'll tell you what. And this is what we love about the Premier League, isn't it? But who would have thought two two big clubs, a massive club in Everton, a very big club in Leicester City would be fighting in, in a game like this against each other at Leicester? Uh, to avoid going down to the championship, and I really think that's the importance on this game. I, I think, you know, if Everton were to lose this one, um, I just can't see a way out for them. And I've, I've said that I think Leicester will scratch and bite and, and get their way to to safety. Um, and, and I'm going to tip them in this one um, as a starting point. I think they'll get three points here to climb above uh, Nottingham Forest, above Leeds United, who I, I, I think will uh, will lose their game as well. So this, this is really pivotal on Tuesday morning, 5 a.m. our time.
4: Yeah, Leeds play Bournemouth. It's a massive game for them. Hey, um, Phil, where are we going with Mossy's multi today?
21: Well, we're going to start with that one you just mentioned right there, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bournemouth to get the points over Leeds at home. Um, Liverpool to get the points over Spurs at Anfield. Uh, Leicester to beat Everton in that massive game we just spoke about and Newcastle to beat Southampton. So Bournemouth into Liverpool, into Leicester, into Newcastle.
4: Terrific. And your tip for today is A-League Women's Grand Final? Oh, look, I think Sydney FC. um,
21: And I'm going to tip them 2-0. I think they'll, uh, if if you want a correct score to go with uh, with that tip, I think... um, yeah, they'll they'll just have a bit too much for Western. They'll be plucky and it, it won't be a, a walkover. But, um, yeah, I think Sydney Sydney FC have just got so much to play for and it would cap that three-peat of minor premierships or uh, premiers plates, sorry, um, and Ante Juric uh, becoming the longest-serving women's coach at the club. I think they uh, they fully deserve the to lift the trophy this afternoon.
4: Terrific. Brilliant summation, as always, about the world of football. Thanks, Phil. We'll talk next week. Good on you guys. Go How and work day on day. that swing. <laughs> <laughs> There's Phil Moss <laughs> talking the world of football. He's the news.
12: Hello, I'm Sarah Womby. More people will be able to access help buying a home under changes to the federal government's First Home Grants. The definition of a couple will be changed from July, allowing friends, siblings or a parent and child to access the First Home Guarantee and the Regional First Home Buyer Guarantee. News Corp reports the family home guarantee will also be expanded. If Brisbane coach Chris Fagan has his way, it's a no-brainer for Tasmania to have its own AFL team. The official announcement on the team is expected this week, coming on the back of the federal government's multi-million dollar commitment to build a new stadium in Hobart. A decision for a 19th team hinges on all the 18 club presidents agreeing. Fagan says Tassie should get the tick of approval.
17: I felt like they were the terms and conditions if they, they got a the approval for a stadium, then, then it was just a fait accompli. So I hope that is... What happens? I'd hate to think that they've gone that far. And then the, the President's knock it
12: on the head. Domestic airfares have fallen to almost pre-pandemic levels after years of inflated prices. The glaring exception is Perth, with flights from the WA capital to Sydney still up 16%. International flights remain about 50% above 2019 levels. A search continues in far north Queensland today for a fisherman feared dragged into the water by a crocodile. Brady Evans reports.
9: The alarm was first raised by campers along the Kennedy River in Lakefield National Park around half past five last night. They reportedly heard a loud scream followed by a commotion near the water. A search was immediately sparked as fears grew that a fisherman had been pulled under the water by a crocodile. Police took to the land via foot, however there's been no sign of the man. SES crews will join that search this morning. Over the last three years, there have been several crocodile attacks in the far north, The most recent, just three weeks ago, when a man was attacked by a four and a half metre salty while spearfishing near Cooktown.
12: The rain is expected to ease across Sydney as a low pressure system, which soaked the city overnight, moves south. People on the south coast are being told to stay indoors wherever possible as the system intensifies. The SES's Emily Barton says anyone who needs to hit the road today should follow safety advice.
15: If they find themselves on a flooded road, they stop, turn around, and find another way. If it's flooded, please do not drive through flood water.
12: The City of Melbourne has stepped in to remove rough sleepers away from the Queen Victoria market area. Brian Wilson explains.
1: The area has become an unofficial homeless camp with dozens of rough sleepers taking to the footpaths near the historic market. Last Friday, Council removed the meagre belongings and forced the homeless to move away from the market area, claiming it needed to keep the precinct clean, safe... And to encourage visitors. The number of people sleeping rough has risen dramatically, prompting the Council to propose a supported short-term accommodation facility for around 50 people in a disused building in nearby Burke Street. The funding and timeline for that project is yet to be determined.
12: And new photos of King Charles III and Queen Camilla have been released ahead of the coronation. This is Air News. The West Tigers have broken an NRL drought, beating the Penrith Panthers 12-8. to It's the Tigers' first win in 273 days and ends a 12-game losing streak. Coach Tim Sheen says it wasn't about luck. The side did the hard work.
16: Was, uh, I don't think there's any controversy about anything outside of uh, a tough game of football.
12: The Titans thrashed the Sea Eagles 26-10. to The Raiders beat the Dolphins 31-30 to thanks to an extra-time field goal by Jamal Fogarty. To AFL giant star Toby Green ruined the party for the Sydney Swans and their fans at the SCG with a last minute goal to secure a thrilling one point win. Green says the Giants took their chances as the away side kicked the final four goals of the match and they come from behind win.
0: One of those 50-50 games we we'll take it. You know, Swans got on top, at p- patches throughout the day, which any good team will and- and we took our moments as well, so
12: it was a good win. That audio thanks to Fox Sports. The Demons demolished North Melbourne 139-49, the Blues celebrating a big 152-44 win over the Eagles. The Bulldogs defeated the Hawks 94-65, the Lions taking down the Dockers 115-67. In the Super Rugby, the Queensland Reds beat Western Force 31-17, wins also to the Chiefs, Rebels and Blues. And Shane Van Gisbergen has beaten Brody Kosteck at the Perth Super Sprint. Australian Independent Radio News.
3: Pick your favourite Kia.
13: From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer.
3: Kia, movement that inspires.
10: Experience city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup, and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au.
20: On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic reports. Lights flash on the back of buses to warn motorists that they're picking up or dropping off kids. Slow down to 40 kilometres per hour when the lights on buses are flashing. Keep our kids safe. They're counting on you. South Wentworthville, a two-car crash on the M4 just past the Cumberland Highway. delays heading in both directions. North Parramatta, a car's crashed on the James Roos Drive, eastbound on-ramp from Windsor Road. In Morelia, there's flooding on McClimans Road at Cattai Creek. Road closed going both ways there. And in North Sydney, a reduced speed limit on the Royal Ringer Freeway heading northbound at Ridge Street. With every large carton or carrying carton sold during April, Storage King will donate $1 to Good360 to help people impacted by cost of living pressures. Search Storage King. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing, on Sky Sports Radio.
12: On the
4: big sports breakfast, interstate weather. Sydney today, a shower to a top of 22 degrees. Melbourne, sunny, but a bit cool, just 17 degrees. Brisbane, a possible morning shower, then a top of 26. Perth, sunny and 23. Shower to about in Adelaide, heading for 19 degrees there. Hobart, mostly sunny. Lovely day down in Hobart, top of 21 degrees. Darwin, beautiful, sunny, 34. Canberra, some rain, top of 14.
1: Jamal Fogarty to win it for the Canberra Raiders. There is his first NRL field goal. De Silva gets away from the challenge. De Silva shoots and De Silva scores.
2: Is a major champion here in the Woodlands. Cleary, with the kick, try It beats the ball. 273 days of misery are over. The West Tigers have come to Bathurst against the odds, and they've done it against the two-time defending champions.
3: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
4: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray in our final hour. Roy Simmons will join us very shortly to talk about Royce's big walk course uh, raising awareness for dementia, such an important cause. Tanya will join us a little later with a sports update. Phil Buzz Rothfield will come on after about 9.40 to talk the world of football, rugby league and all things sport. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on the open line 13 53, 53 or SMS 0419767272. Our talk topics, two of them today, of course, is best food at sporting events, and that's gone gangbusters, Dino. And also on the back of Nico Hines, wonderful gesture in giving the inaugural Paul Green medal that he won on Thursday night in their big win, the Sharks, 44-6 over Cowboys. He presented the medal and his jumper to Paul Green's children. Wonderful gesture from a man who's become a real role model for the sport, Dino.
5: Yeah, he has, uh, Ray. Not only a great ambassador, but his former's. Unbelievable. Exceptional to it. He's a running yeah. dalian medal winner, so yeah. it's very difficult to go back-to-back. Back, but, gee, I tell you what, if I was a betting man right now, I'd be throwing a few bob on Nico to go back-to-back back for the dalian yeah. medal.
4: I mean, we should have asked Jared about that. But anyway, our next guest, um, talk about role models for the sport. He's done some, some wonderful things in terms in, of raising awareness for dementia. He went on a 313-kilometre walk from Dubbo to Bathurst. It took... About nine days, Dino, so ten days, and he's been good enough to join us. Probably a bit sore and tired this morning. Roy Simmons, good morning. Um, Congratulations on completing the walk, and you got there in time to watch the game last night. Good morning, Royce. Good
22: morning. Uh, Fantastic uh, support all the way along. You know, like um, people coming to the front of their farms and, you know, and giving giving you a, you know... One lady one day bought about thirty apple pies. I think. Did wow. everyone to walk that day till about they walked thirty k and put on about four kilos.
5: <laughs> now someone actually gave you a couple of beers on the way, Royce, but you weren't too happy.
22: <laughs> it weren't cold enough, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: Royce. So on that walk, and a lot of people now are aware of it. Does that support help? Drive you on because I dare say you've gone through a few pair of shoes and might be a few blisters on those feet this morning.
22: Yeah, a few toenails are going to disappear in the next day or two. Uh, I know that's for sure. But uh, no, it's all good. Yeah, no, the, the support is fantastic. But um, surprising how many people still out there um, don't don't know that like the the stats and that of dementia. You know, like the biggest killer of women in the world. I just try to tell everyone that one second biggest killer of men, you know, 500,000, getting up towards 500,000 people in Australia have got dementia and, and, and it's going to grow to 800,000 very quickly, you know. and people just don't know how, you know, you forget how to eat, you forget who your, your wife is, you forget who your children are, uh, you know, and all the, you know, you forget how to go to the toilet. All them things just come to it, you know, it's a, it's a it's a disease. As they all are, they're all terrible, of course. Mm. But uh, um, it's just something that uh, you know needs to be fixed up. And if we can just make the awareness out there. Plus, last year we paid for three research programs. Um, it cost us about a million dollars. So it'd be good to get that again this year. I just don't know how we're, we'll how we'll go there this year. We've got a few other fundraisers and that to do. But it'd be good if we could. Get to that million mark again and do another three research programs.
5: How are you feeling, Royce? Just in your day to day life?
22: Um, oh, mate. Yeah, I can. You know, I, I know that. Uh, you know, I'm starting to get affected. You know, for the last couple of couple of years, or I haven't been too bad, and I'm, I'm still not too bad now. But you know, I can. You know, I can feel different things starting to. You know, forget things and and everything that comes with it. You know.
4: And. That's another thing which is a really sad byproduct of this horrible illness is the impact it has on families, Royce, isn't it? And I can speak personally about this at the moment. Um, yeah. So uh, I've met your lovely wife at the races a couple of times and your extended family, and th- this is an illness that's, that does impact so many people, even if they're not actually affected by
22: it. Yeah, that's that's 100%. That's who I'm worried about, that, you know, um, your wife's still got a, you know, uh, long time obviously to live, and family got a of time, and you know, in all honesty, you know, you, you're thinking, well, a lot of that time is going to be taken up with looking after me, you know, mm. that's that's obviously the biggest worry yet you, you have about it.
5: Royce, you were the toughest player I've ever seen, or certainly one of the toughest. But does this future frighten you? And I
22: say that with all sensitivity, of course. No, no, it scares the hell out of me, mate. Mm. Yeah, it does. Again, but it scares me more about my family. You know, uh, not so much about myself. You know, I'll get I'll get looked after. Them, but uh, you know, it just uh, scares the hell out of me that uh, you know that uh, the things is going to take away from me children and my wife and just all family. You know, so yeah, it's scary, mate. No risk.
4: Yeah, well, look, Royce, what, the work you're doing in raising awareness for dementia is so commendable and people can still donate at roycesbigwalk.com.au and implore people who are listening even if they've never had any reason to be impacted by dementia to um, if they can to donate because there are a few more worthy causes as royce has said it's impacting so many australians and the numbers are growing hey royce you, you got yep. to Bathurst in time for the panthers versus the west tigers clash as a panthers supporter or disappointed they lost but as I said earlier, part of me was happy to see the Tigers finally get a win on the board, Royce.
22: Yeah, no, it was a you know good tough win by them, and they they hung in there, and uh, you know Penrith probably weren't right on their game, um, but that's you know that's uh, you know obviously no good for the for the Panthers, but the Tigers a win like that you know might kick start another maybe another couple of wins and get the season rolling on, take a little bit of pressure off everyone for them. Mm.
5: Royce, I know you're obviously extremely close to Penrith and it's always difficult to criticise them and I'm not asking you to, but do you think a three-peat is getting to the point of being impossible or, or if there is a team to ever do it, it might be your Panthers?
22: No, I, mate, I think the main thing is that they're going to be up there fighting at the end of this season. You know, They're not going to be too far away and uh, you know, obviously they've got the experience there to do it over the last couple of years and uh, I think all that... You know, when it comes to grand final, that's very handy to have behind you, Uh, and you know, um, um, you know that they're 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 a side that train hard, work, you know, enjoy the game so much, and they are, you know, they'll put this behind them pretty quickly and get on with next week. And uh, you know, mate, look, put it this way: if I was going to have my last hundred dollars, which I never bet, of course. (laughs) <laughs> if I was going to have my me, me last $100 on anyone, I'd, I'd, I'd still put on the Panthers.
4: Yeah. And the thing about yesterday too, Roy, so maybe looking at three of my Panthers classes, I suppose, but uh, no Fisher-Harris, um, no Liam Martin, who's been out for an extended period, Spencer Leneau missing. There's three of your most important forwards out of the game. A couple of backs are missing. Every team has to manage... Injuries, I understand that, but th- that's that's a chunk out of Panthers' um, heart and soul going there, particularly in the forward pack. And to be fair to the Tigers, that's where they won the game, I thought, last night. Clemmer was almost unstoppable. He, he ran for almost 200 metres, 24 hit-ups, and incredible stats for a prop. Luke Brooks had a great game. What about R. P. Coruscant, Roycey? How good was he?
22: Yeah, he was outstanding, and I think they're starting to pick up on him now. You've got to push up around him, and your forward's got to be... Sort of walking as as mm. as 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 the uh, their players are playing the ball before he was getting out of dummy half and going he had no one around him to, to support him, but last night they pushed up around to play the ball a little bit more and and got around him and supported him and got that momentum going forward yeah. uh yeah which was um pretty important but i mean um you know it's always in in any side I've ever played in or coached or whatever to be. Um, you know, the, it was just there last night, a real wet night and cold and everything and wet. And you, you're playing a side who hasn't, you know, um, won a game this year. It's always a danger time. If you're a coach or anything, you are thinking danger, danger, you know, when, that, when you get that sort of position because, uh, you know, you've you only got to underestimate a side just a little bit that's enough uh, when you get to this standard for them to take advantage of it.
5: Royce, while we're interviewing you, a couple of text messages have come through. Ryan says, love the show. Just wanted to say that Royce is an absolute legend of a bloke and well done on his walk. I remember the 91 grand final vividly. And his try to win the game brings back great memories. And Pete says, if there's any comfort, rugby league will always remember what you did on the footy field, Royce. What a player. Best of health, mate. So the support out there, Royce, I always say to Ray that... We often bitch and moan in rugby league, but when it comes to helping each other along the way, and you know, there is a rugby league family out there, and obviously you're seeing that firsthand get again this year.
22: Yeah, yeah, that's 100%, mate. The uh, the rugby league community is just, they're all, you know, like all the boys, for example, like I've played with at Penrith or, um, you know, went away to West Tigers for a while and coached and all that. All them boys just get straight behind you. You know the players you went and played rep football with and against get behind you, and uh, it's just fantastic. You know, you couldn't do it, what we're doing, uh, without their support.
4: Uh, Royce, have you? I know you've only just finished the 2023 walk from Dubbo to Bathurst. Have you thought about next year and what trek you might take on for Royce's big walk next year? No, we haven't.
22: Um, talks about that just yet uh, mate a lot of that will depend on what stage my health's at yeah. probably in the next uh, you know we'll probably we'll continue you know we've got the harbour crews coming up uh, and there's a lot of other functions we'll have during the year um, so we'll we'll just keep on top of them yeah. at this stage and then uh, then in about I don't know six months we'll probably start planning again uh, the walk for the following year if, um, if I'm still uh okay
4: to do it well let's hope you are because you're inspiring a lot of people royce and more and importantly raising awareness about an insidious disease which is affecting a lot of australians now hey royce thanks so much for coming on the show this morning congratulations on completing another royce's big walk and all you're doing to raise awareness for dementia and um, let's go the panthers in 2023 mate
22: yeah mate all good thanks for your support cheers
4: there's Roy Simmons. He's a legend of Penrith. And, um, yeah, he's doing it tough. But, gee, isn't he doing some good for the world? You no, seriously.
5: He's so loved. Yeah. He is so loved, Roy Simmons. Yeah. I, I, I struggle sometimes, Ray, to find a more loved character than Royce Roy Simmons over the last 30, 40 years. There's never, never a bad changed. word. Yeah. He loves a beer. He loves a bet. He's a knockabout. At the same time, he's always respectful. He's polite. And, uh yeah, he's doing inspirational things away from football now and you know, all the money that they're raising is obviously helping this disease mm. and we can only hope that Royce continues his crusade, yeah, let's hope which he can... raises lots of lots of money.
4: Yeah, it was quite confined to hear. He has to see how his health is in 12 months' time, but knowing Royce, he will back him in to be there in 2024. Bernie's been waiting patiently on the open line. Bernie, good morning.
23: Good morning. How are you?
4: Terrific. Thanks for waiting for us. Bernie, what do you got for us, mate?
23: you got a great show this
4: morning. It's, it's always Thanks, good fun. Bernie. They pay us to do this, Bernie. That's the embarrassing part. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much. You're paying me for this.
23: <laughs> what have you got for us, Bernie? Well, the best food at the, any football level I've ever been in, and I've been in a lot, was at Sutherland Loftus. Mm-hmm. Um, the steak sandwiches there. Oh. Real steak from Stapleton's Meat at Guy there. Yeah. And I don't know what they charge now for them because they haven't been there for a couple of years. But they used to be $2.50. Ooh, and if right. you went to any other field, they were all 5 or 6 bucks. And the blokes on the barbecue have been there for 30-odd years. Oh, bloke Good, on him. Good on them. Yeah. He's there all the time. And I think the best jester that's ever happened to me
4: mm.
23: was just over 70 years ago. And my mother and I were at the church at Sutherland and we were coming out and it was raining and this chap came up to us. He had a car. We had to go to Kirawee and we had to walk. And he said, I'll give you a lift. And when we got home, we were talking on the way home. And he said, Have you ever been to a football game at Sutherland? And I said, No, never. And he said, I'll pick you up at eleven o'clock. And take you there, and you can watch me and my brother play. His name was Norm Praven. You're kidding, yeah. And his brother was Peter Praven. How good, yeah. Yeah, and they used to be the Sutherland Gravediggers in those days. Wow.
22: Yeah,
4: what a great and story. And that got yeah. me started with rugby league up here in Sutherland. Well, he certainly inspired you, he inspired a lot of people from that generation. No. Hey, Bernie, that, that was terrific stuff. Thanks. So much for calling. And how about that getting taken to the picked
5: up by big Sticksy Proven? Yeah, big Peter played for Balmain in the sixty nine
4: Grand Peter Final. Proven. Yeah, yeah. Mitch is on the line. Mitch, good morning.
15: Morning Bulldog. Morning Ray. How are we going? Good sure, Mitch.
4: What do you got for us, Mitch?
15: Ah, uh, first of all, um, I've moved up to Lake Macquarie about six years ago.
4: Lovely part and of the, the world. The
15: Mitch. food at the local uh, Scorps games down at Peacock Field at Toronto are uh, whatever's on the barbecue is fantastic. There you go. <laughs> What's your favourite, Mitch? Oh mate, everybody's mentioning the steak Sando's. I yeah. can't put a bad word on them, but they do a chicken burger. Nice, There's chicken thighs. Nothing, nothing. Uh, complicated about it. Mm. Bit of barbecue sauce, bit of cheese. Can't, Simple. Can't go wrong. Can you mis- can't mis- it away. Can't you
4: go. go wrong. Yeah, couple of beers, bit of footy in the
15: arbour. How good that? <laughs>
4: <Absolutely>. <laughs> good on you, mate. <laughs> Thank, hey, boy. Just yep. on
15: one of the. Just on the quiz. Yeah. I want to float the idea of maybe a carryover champ. Ooh. Meaning? Meaning, if you win one for say Ray or Bulldog, they have the option to uh, carry over that contestant for the next week. Ooh. Particularly if he's got three out of three.
4: Yeah, this is throwing a cat amongst the pigeons, Dino. So
15: hang on, I'm I'll, just a I'll, bit be confused. Tra- I'll be no, trying no. something like this at my. Um, I'll be trying something like this at my show today at um, Edgeworth. Uh, bowling club, uh, where a couple of the members of the crowd can come up and have a go against each other in each break. Okay. So, naturally. Do you host it, do you, Mitch? Absolutely. Well, I'd say I actually play music, so um, oh, <laughs> I'm I'm there to play a, a three-hour show. But in the breaks, we can get a few punters up and um, test their sports knowledge.
4: Well, I like your idea. What Mitch is saying, just say you win next week and just say your man or lady wipes the floor of me and wins 3-0, and o, that person goes again the following week.
5: But couldn't that person win four or five in a row and take home a lot of money?
4: Might, might go on gone all, all year. Yeah, true, we true. Have to, r- have to run it past their producers. I know what I'll be doing. doing that. If that's the
5: case, can. I'll be finding a bloke with encyclopedia <laughs> <laughs> sporting <laughs> yeah, knowledge and getting him to
4: call in and ask for me. Mitch has got us thinking. we better take a quick break listening to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
1: Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Bigger, 87.6 FM. McLean, 88 FM. Gunnedad, 95.9 FM. And Ballina on 88 FM.
11: At TAB, we're on for co-mingled pools with the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Queensland punters can now bet into the Hong Kong pools on all Hong Kong meetings, starting with Champions Day at Sha Tin this Sunday. This means world-class racing, higher liquidity, more stable pricing and deeper exotic pools. Head to the Tab app to find out more. Tab, we're on.
0: Available to QTab customers. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
10: Experience city-class racing country-style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia, with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au.
9: G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Galo's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths Chilled Meals section, and if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Galo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Hey,
1: I will
3: the only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe first time every time is right here live and exclusive across the sky racing network
12: on the big sports breakfast weekend a sports update with tanya thomas
18: well, the drought is over. The West Tigers, after 273 winless days, have recorded a victory, defeating the Premier's Penrith 12-8 in last night's NRL game in Bathurst. Former Panther and Tigers skipper Appy Coruscant, Luke Brooks and prop David Klemmer inspired the team to hang on in the driving rain. The Gold Coast, too good for a manly team without Tom Travoyevich won 26-10 at Brookvale. And Canberra's Jamal Fogarty kicked the winning field goal in Golden Point to give the Raiders a 31-31 win over the Dolphins in Wagga. Today, the Warriors and the Roosters are at 2, St. George, Illawarra and Canterbury at 4.05, where 18-year-old Carl Olaapu will make his NRL First grade debut for the Bulldogs. Melbourne has the bye. Meantime, in grand finals yesterday at Leichardt Oval, Parramatta beat Newcastle 28-22 in the SG Ball. The Roosters Indigenous Academy 26 beat Canterbury 22 in the Tasha Gale Cup. And in the Harold Matthews grand final, Canterbury 32 beat Newcastle 6. Apprentice Jockey Jet Stanley, son of Victorian-based trainer Brent, won his first Metropolitan race in Sydney yesterday at Rose Hill, taking out Race 8 on Healing Oasis on his 19th birthday. It was a big day for the Apprentice Jockeys, riding six of the ten winners. Group 1 racing in Adelaide yesterday, and a fair a suaver, trained by Kieran Maher and David Eustace, won the Australasian Oaks at Morfordville. Meanwhile, at Chartin today, it's Champions Day with the the Annabelle Nesham trained my Oberon, the only Australian runner. In that race, the champion's mile is Hong Kong champion Golden 60. England's Dubai Warrior, winner of the Queen Elizabeth Stakes this month, goes up against star Hong Kong Galloper Romantic Warrior. That's in the Queen Elizabeth Cup. Also today, the second running of the Archer at Rockhampton, a slot race similar to the Everest, boasting prize money of just over $750,000. Down by 24 points in the final quarter, the GWS Giants lifted and went on to beat Sydney 107-106 in the AFL game at the SCG. The Giants kicked the last four goals. Captain Toby Green kicking the winner in the final minute of the game. Carlton 152 defeated West Coast 44. Blue Boys full forward Charlie Kurnow kicked a career-best nine goals. Melbourne thrashed North Melbourne 139-49. Brisbane a fourth straight win 115 over Freeman. 67 and the Western Bulldogs 94 Hawthorne 65 the win putting the dogs into the top 8 in their debut season, Western United takes on Sydney FC in the Women's A-League Grand Final at Combank Stadium today at 4 o'clock. United go into the match as favourites, despite the Sky Blues taking the Premier's plate. In the men's game, it was the last round of the regulation season last night. Sydney 2 beat Newcastle nil, Wellington 1, MacArthur 0, Brisbane 1-0 over Melbourne victory, Western United 2, Perth 1. Melbourne City and the Central Coast, who finished 1-2, will have the first weekend of the final series off. Ferrari's Georges Leclerc has pole for the Azerbaijan Formula One Grand Prix, his third straight pole. Max Verstappen will join him on P1. Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz will start from the second row and in row three, Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso. Oscar Piastri starts from 10th. In supercars, Shane Van Gisbergen beat Brody Kastecki in the first race of the Perth Super Sprint yesterday and there are two more races today. In English Premier League, Crystal Palace beat West Ham 4-3 to take them to 40 points on the ladder, which was manager Roy Hodgson's target for the season. The Hammers, unfortunately, remain in relegation trouble. Brentford 2 beat Nottingham Forest 1 and it was 6-0 Brighton over Leeds. At the Madrid Tennis Open, Alex Diminor is the last Aussie man standing after defeating Marco Cachinato 6-4-7-6 to advance to the third round. The Super Netball derby between the Swifts and the Giants went down to the wire last night with the Swifts winning 67-64, while Estella's second half from the Melbourne Vixens gave them a 72-60 win over the Queensland Firebirds. Golf this morning and Aussie Hannah Green is in a tie for fifth. She's two off the lead during the third round of the LPGA event in la australia has drawn group e for the men's basketball world cup which is in august september in the philippines japan and indonesia also in their group japan finland and germany and Western Conference NBA semifinals, round two start this morning. It's game one at 10.30 between the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. While the Lakers are through to the other Western semifinal, but not sure of their opponent yet, with Sacramento and Golden State going to a deciding game seven tomorrow morning in Sacramento. And that was after the Kings beat Golden State yesterday in San Francisco, 118-99. to That was not expected. No. Allegedly. Just a couple of other things, boys. Uh, back to the Madrid Open. And the Sitsipas beat Dominic Team in a second-round match. He made 39 straight first serves. What? 39 straight, which spanned from late in the opening set to early in the third set. Wow. 88%. 39, yeah. 39. Gee,
4: that's, that's pretty I good. High percentage of first serves. Pretty cool, isn't
18: it? <laughs> um, back to the Azerbaijan. I love saying the Azerbaijan yeah. Grand <laughs> Prix. Um, At one of the presses on Friday, Fernando Alonso, rumoured to be dating Taylor Swift. I know this is news that everyone needs to know. Was asked in a presser, uh, you know, about the alleged rumour and with a grin bigger than a Cheshire cat said I have nothing to say so <laughs> make yes, of yes. that does
4: it change your world Dean? make of that what you will it just has, <laughs> it
18: just has. here's <laughs> a strange little story here a former under 19 cycling champion his name was Antonio Taberi, has been dropped from his team Trek Rafado, or something to that mm-hmm. uh, extent uh, why was he dropped well while sitting in his bedroom he was trying out a new air rifle when out of his bedroom window he shot a cat Ooh. A defenceless cat. Dad, isn't that just horrible? Which may have gone unnoticed in the grand scheme of things, other than that cat belonged to a former head of state in I San know. Marino, Federico Padini Amati. So he obviously was uh, – there was an investigation into that, and that's what happened. And he was fined $7,000, and he was dropped by his team. Disaster. So that's cruelty to animals.
4: It does remind me of a story, we Have we got time to tell it? Go for it. Basic training in – in the Air Force and you're learning how to fire a rifle and you're 20 metres away from the the, the mound where all the, the targets are and the mound would be probably 15 metres high, so you can't miss it. You cannot miss this thing. You, you can miss the target, but you can't miss the mound. Every course has got one. Every course has got one person who just can't do a thing. I won't say his name. Oh, guy. was not you? No, no. Oh, <laughs> oh thanks for that. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> where we were um, going. This guy's lined up and it, for some reason he couldn't close... One eye. So when you're firing, you have to close your eye and focus on the target. And he couldn't close <laughs> it, so he, he couldn't see it properly. And the next minute he goes to shoot. And if you miss the target, you hit the dirt or something. It's missed everything. It's gone over. over the top. It's gone over the top. Into orbit. Yeah, the the um the sergeant, the drill sergeant's kept. The bloke, because you're lying down your, on, on your stomach and you're shooting like that in that position, kicked him about three times. I reckon he almost broke his ribs. You probably killed some poor old lady hanging out the wash. Yeah. <laughs> it was bizarre how you missed that. I've got no idea. Wonder where the bullet yeah, left. Yeah, well, was it ever thing. found out? Never, no, never no. to this day. No, no one did get hurt, no. thankfully, but, except the bloke who got kicked in the gut. That's right, Sorry, evidently.
18: Tenor. No, no, uh, you digress. Now I digress back to I'm so looking forward to next weekend. Mm. It's the big coronation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I King know, Charles III. King Charles the third, I know there are a lot of people out there just you know thing a uh, bar humbug, <laughs> but I, I love the um, the con- the institution of monarchy. I don't know why I just do. I'm fascinated by it. Um, Sam Kerr has been invited. You're kidding me. Yeah, Sam yeah. Kerr will lead the Australian contingent of obviously the Governor General, the Prime Minister, and there are a couple of others. Um, Nick Cave, singer Nick Cave, wow. comedian Nick Cave. Nick, comedian Adam Hills. There must be a backstory to this because I have no idea why. Um, And a couple of others that represent our nation. But Sam's, uh, you know, what an honour. Because I went to try and find if there were many sports people. Um, It's just mainly, you know, foreign dignitaries, foreign royalty, um, politicians, religious representatives. And there are a couple of actors and whatnot. Mm. But the only other uh, uh, sports people I could find was England Olympic gold medalist runner. Dame Kelly Holmes, okay. and, of course, the Beckhams. Oh, Beckhams. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Droll. Enough. That's what a yeah. great honour for Sam Kerr. Eh? It's she fantastic. is a mega star. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's really exciting. Well, look out Look out for her whilst yeah. I'm s- – I'll
4: be banished to the room on a Saturday night. When I you will have the races, to, yeah. I'll Yes, room. that's
18: right. Question of
4: the Art Notice 10, Now's talk topic, re best food at sporting events.
18: Well, um, I'd have to say um, we're in the west side room at Combank Stadium, oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah, where yeah, our yeah. tickets are, and we are luckily, lucky enough to get little bit little nibblies, but before anyone goes off and says, oh, you, you know, you know, in the hoi polloi, we pay for this, we pay a lot for these tickets, cost it uh, costs yeah. a bit, and what we get is we get like little sausage rolls, and party buys, and you know, little arachinis, pizza. but this, and pizzas, but this year they've bought in sushi, little pieces of sushi, um, of which I, I like sushi but it's wrapped mm. in a bit of bacon I think with a little bit of cream on top so yeah mm. so sushi at the football there we go I even Just got, party I even mm, depends on how hungry he is yeah, yeah. but he wouldn't touch um sushi with a 10 foot pile Dino because it's got chicken and seafood in it but even you part yes, took
4: you said you got to on Friday night I said no and I did try. It was, really devil nice. you. it was actually really nice. I know the, the was delicate, delicate little
18: tummy yeah. that he yeah. has. Exactly. Um, yeah, actually really nice. Yeah, so uh, well done. Of course, you know, mm. there's always, always. I, I wouldn't, don't normally eat hot dogs, but I've got to have a hot dog at the yeah. forty-two. But I don't know the, the sushi at uh, Combank.
4: And you met Porto, Greg Porteous, good man, our old colleague who's now working um, the sidelines as a photographer for the NRL and. Oh. I used to always stay to 10. There's my mate, Portay, And finally, you met him on Friday
18: night. Fit as a Malley Bull, isn't he? Is, he? Yeah, he Running he's up and fitter down, than ever. That, that camera with that, that lens that he carries yeah. up and down the sideline, that's a hard gig. Yeah. At least with the TV camera people, they've, they've got trolleys. Do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Porto's just lugging it along. Uh, and
4: he, he I reckon he sets the rain, hail, shine. He's, he's out there. there. And he, he, he's the one who, they all follow him. When Porto takes off upfield, the rest of photographers take off up, upfield. Wherever Porto goes, they go. He's a visionary. He is. He's very good. Hey, thanks so much, Ken. A couple of SMSs there. Uh, one yeah. from Michelle from
5: Dubbo.
4: Michelle I'm, with from you, Dubbo. I'm with you, Ken. I'm with yeah. you, Ten.
5: It's a tradition and the respect. Have you got your tiara out? No.
20: Michelle
5: from Dubbo. It's yeah. in the cupboard.
4: Yeah.
5: Uh, and there's another one there about Ray's... Toilet habits. Yeah, I don't know what that be.
4: We'll the <laughs> no, we definitely won't go there. Manly man, out, now Tan. You better listen to this one, Dino. Morning, boys. A few years back, we were at the V8s at Eastern Creek. A few laps on and a few beers down. I had a chicken snitty roll with lettuce and mayo. It's the best roll I've ever had. I said to the missus, "That was fantastic. How much were they? And where'd you get it? I'm getting another." She said, "They're in the esky. You can get it yourself." <laughs> Cheers, Manly man. How she made it for him. Good on you, Tan. Couple more there, Dino. You know? uh, sorry, sorry oh, I was yeah.
5: just a daydream of a little bit there. Um, yeah, there are a couple here. People having a crack. Well, it,
4: Just one quick one. Fitzy did mention um, the old Chinese restaurant, the King One. The King One. Yeah, that's custom. closed now. Credit They did the redevelopment. For refurbishment. They? Did they even move anywhere else?
5: No, I don't think so.
4: Buzz would know, wouldn't he?
5: Buzz would know. No, he's up very soon. Uh, what about your favourite fish and chip shop? Hard to berate the one at Maroubra Junction. Oh, okay. So we'll have to keep an eye out there, but and plenty of
4: good. Food did you read the one in? out from Karen from Canberra? I think it's important. Um, Good morning, Rain Bulldog. Just wanted to say it was tough to watch my mate Jack White and go through the emotions he did after the win over the Dolphins yesterday. A lot of people forget that footy players are human and they need changes of scenery, um, etc. and careers just like everybody else. Social media has given a voice to people who say things that they would never say to someone's face. He, he copped some... Awful abuse, didn't he, Jack White? during the week?
5: Yeah, he cops some on social media. It's a cesspit. We know that it's a disgusting Mm. vice that has crept into society, Ray. Sadly, it's here to stay. I don't like it. I've got to put stories on there. So I am on social media for professional reasons. Otherwise, I would get off straight away. I don't need that in my life. I don't need the abuse. I don't need the gutless trolls who hide behind false names. And for me, social media brings out the very, very worst in society and humanity. does.
4: It can also bring out the best. It can. It, it, it can be a very, very valuable tool. Um, but I know you 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 cop a lot more than I do, Dino. You and you and Buzz. But um, that's because your your sport's so high profile. But some of the criticisms just so off the mark, isn't it? This Texas has just come through. Name name on this one, Ray. Hasn't Ray
5: Thomas got some pull? No. Duck pancakes at the races, sushi
4: at the footy. It's true. Had the duck pancakes yesterday.
5: Oh, the lovely
4: Jody bought them in for us. They're outstanding. Out of ten. Uh, nine and a half. <laughs> Rose Hill duck pancakes. You have to say that, otherwise you won't no, get them again. Out, everyone says they're <laughs> outstanding. That that plate disappears in a second. We better take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray in a big sports breakfast weekend.
7: Skipped breakfast. Carmel from Gyrus Text. When she grew up, you knew people were rich when they had the colour telly. Prime TV and ABC were the only channels I remember when I was about five
11: on our TV. Well, we,
8: we had seven, nine, and ten. Someone just had to hold the area on the right
7: spot. <laughs> she
9: sneezed, you lost Channel Nine. <laughs> the Big Sports
6: Breakfast. Weekdays from 5 30 on Sky Sports Radio. Bigger, better, mini, mini, money, more,
16: and flower. You're the chosen
13: Pick your favorite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia
3: Movement that inspires.
13: Experience
10: city-class racing country style at the Darley Scone Cup Carnival. It's the richest country racing carnival in Australia, with over $2 million on offer across two fantastic days in May. Highlighted by the Darley Scone Cup and the Group 3 Emirates Park Dark Jewel. With fashions on the field and Bjorn again live after the last race on Saturday, it's the Country Cup Carnival not to be missed. The Darley Scone Cup Carnival, May 12 and 13. For hospitality packages and tickets, go to sconeraceclub.com.au.
0: I'm Craig Lowndes, supercar driver and an ambassador for the Australian Road Safety Foundation. I'm calling on all Australian road users to bring back the thank you wave and make our roads safer ahead of Fatality Free Friday. Whether you're walking, riding, driving or as a passenger, we all have a role to play in keeping our roads safe. Let's all do our part and choose road safety for a fatality-free
5: future. Deliciously flaky pastry on top and bottom, which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking and grab a garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we are located in the chilled meal section. And if you can't find us, ask for Garlo's Pies by name. Garlo's Pies, they're thin on pastry, but they're big on meat.
2: He is struck. Bhuvaneshwar in the power play again. He has been phenomenal across
4: his career.
3: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
4: Uh, welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. This one's from Jack Dino. I never thought I'd like them, but the cheeseburger spring rolls at Alliance are, quote, pretty bloody special, Jack I'm says.
5: Sure, they're pretty bloody expensive
4: too. I should ask Jack how much they cost.
5: What about this one, right? This mm-hmm. is a strange one. Shane from Butterham, he does have a different take on life. Mm. I don't think Tanya has a tiara.
4: You'll have to borrow rice. Oh, <laughs> Seriously, Do you have a tear? I don't have a tear. Fair enough. Phil Buzz Rothfield's on the line. Buzz, good morning.
17: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> Terrific. Good, Buzz.
4: How are you? Hey, Buzz. No, I'm going good, dog. Thank you. Hey, Buzz, our talk top, I'm not sure if you're aware, is um, best food at sporting events and also sports people who inspire or move you with their gestures. We saw Nico Hines on Thursday night give away the Paul Green oh. medal in his jumper to Paul Green's kids. He's just a great ambassador. But Fitzy asked to mention the old King Wan Chinese restaurant at Sharks Leagues. Now that was closed down when the redevelopment happened. Did they move the Chinese restaurant elsewhere in the Shire, Buzz? No, they
17: haven't, mate. They haven't. Which is, uh, which is a shame. And look, the guy is out of the business now. Run it, you know. I like the food there so much. When we won the premiership in 2016, I had a tattoo put on my uh, calf with the Sharks 2016 premiers, and I did hashtag King One.
4: There you go.
17: (laughs) So it's scribbled onto my leg there and uh, will never be removed. Um, Yeah, it was a great treat. Will it come back when the Leeds Club reopens? Look, I am trying to... uh, I'm talking to directors about it. I think it's a massive issue, Dean. I think it needs to come back. Mm. Fair but the, as I said, the guy who ran the business is no longer in the. You know, he's no longer a restaurateur, as
4: mm. they say. So well, anyway, we, we do tackle the big issues here,
17: Buzz. Watch it, Buzz. Our
5: talk topic: favorite food at sporting events. You've done a lot of traveling to some of the biggest sporting events around the world. Yeah. Was there any tucker that was served up to you at a sporting That's event that you thought? This is number
17: one. Mate, I used to love the Frankfurts at the cricket ground. Do you oh, remember the those days? And they used to cause all sorts of drama because one day Ray Chesson went inside mate, <laughs> made <laughs> Almost a plate to them, so all the journos came inside. There was nothing left. Oh, Peter got put you. on the blue with him. Do you remember that dog?
5: <laughs> that might have been before me, mate. The
17: SCG. There was a, there was an incident. I can assure <laughs> <draw laughs> you, over Frankfurt. they hey. were really good. I don't know where they got them from, but they were. Sometimes they'd wrap bacon around them. They were magnificent. Yeah. What about Super Bowl, Buzz? What was there? Can yeah. you remember? Oh mate, Super Bowl was outrageous. There was a, like a restaurant <laughs> in the uh, in the press box. And, that, you know, there was a big, you know, you walk into a service station, there's an ice cream freezer, and there's about 10 different ice creams there. There's a bar if you want a beer. Oh, there it you was go. just ridiculous. <laughs> and after the game, everyone's there typing, and they put it on a hot meal. <laughs> oh, that's My kind yeah. Park. Dark <laughs> Park's gone downhill. Yeah, well, I rated it what,
5: before, Buzz. The chicken yeah. curry down there used to be spot on, but it seems to have slid a bit.
17: Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to Dino about that. King well. one back and better. Tucker in the
4: press box. I tell you what is though is good is the Sharks brand of footy at the moment. I mentioned, oh, mentioned Nico oh, Hines forty four six. The um, they went over the Cowboys. Dino says, I think you're pushing for Nico Hines to get the six jersey for the Blues. No,
5: I, I I think, I think they might retain Jerome Luai. Okay. Or that's how I would go. I think Jerome's done enough to retain his position, but I'd probably have Nico in fourteen.
4: What do you think, Buzz?
17: Yeah, look, look, I know. You the club combination's important and, you know, the the old players call it, when origin, the chaos starts, you get towards the end of a game and, you know, you've got to put a play on to win it. And the club combination of clear and Lua works with Bulldogs. You look at Hines the last couple of weeks and you look at Jerome and not just last night in Bathurst, there was a few uh, Penrith plays at, there is abs- one's going 10 out of 10 at the moment, one's going about 7. Yeah, no, I can hear your so, argument. No, look, we didn't look, win I last year it, either, Buzz. So Yeah, we lost last year, so I think in the fair income department they're going to have to put club combinations aside mm. and pick the best man in the jersey. That's what origin is about, best 34 players in the comp, and Nico Hines is one of them.
5: Buzz, a couple of big stories in your What's the Buzz column in today's Sunday telly about Manly, one being that they're poised to sign Shane Flanagan... Ah, uh, Shane Flanagan. Kyle oh, Flanagan, effective yeah. immediately. And that club legend, Jeff Tuvey, is back at Brookie.
17: Yeah, well, let's start with Turds. Um, What a good story for Manly. Their favourite son, I don't care what anyone says, but he is the most loved player in Manly Seagulls history. He left there in distressing, unhappy circumstances... Eight years ago, sacked as their NRL head coach, replaced by Trent Barrett. And whenever that coaching job has come up since, everyone on the Northern Peninsula wants to involved. And he's never come back and he's done a bit of rugby reunion work. He's worked with the uh, women's state of origin side. He's worked with Samoa. But Tony Mestroff and Anthony Seabold were determined to have him back in some role. Everyone in Rugby League knows how important Pathways is, and Jeff Tooby has agreed to be the coaching director of those, uh, of what, Harold Matthews, S.G. Ball, Jersey Flegg. So the next lot of manly kids that come through, we're going to have Jeff Tooby spit and polish, and um, they'll, they'll be better footballers. And as I said today, Josh Schuster, wouldn't he benefit from sitting down with Tooby's, about match day preparation, about... What you do during the week to prepare yourself for a game of football. So, look, I, I really think it's a massive uh, move for Manly.
4: Yeah, fair enough too. Hey, buzz, really interesting story. Also in what's the buzz column about boxing manager Peter Matrevsky and Harry Garson, who we've had on this show before, and he he's a terrific boxer. But their little partnership, so to speak, their professional arrangement, um, not in a yeah. good place at the moment.
17: Yeah, it, it's it's not a nice story. Isn't mm.
4: it? <laughs> I love boxing, but I hate the
17: way that you get all these messy splits. I I feel really sorry for Jeff Fennec, who put so much work in and brought so much money and so much attention to Brock Jarvis, placed him beautifully, didn't rush him, and he lost the final. And the same here has happened with Peter Matreski and Junior, who, um, former Australian champion, uh, Harry Garside, uh, won Australia's first medal at the Olympics for 33 years. Came back, wanted to turn professional, turned to Peter Matreski, and he hired Johnny Lewis. He helped him out with sponsorships, got him a job at Fox Sports, secured him a car, etc., etc. He lifted his profile to such an extent that Harry Garside was picked up by I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. That final of that shows on TV tonight and Harry's in the final. But earlier in the, uh, earlier in the reality show, he unloaded, on his former manager and said he was just being treated like a cash cow. and he turned, It was really, really disrespectful for someone who's done so much for him. Mm. Don't know about you, dog, that boxing can throw up a lot of stories like this, you know, and I just don't like it. Yeah,
5: know? I guess that's what it is, Buzz. Boxing's full of, I guess, I wouldn't say loose cannons, but passion and emotion and and money. Yeah, and It's just well, the kind of people that are drawn to the sport and this is what you yeah. get as a result of that.
17: But this one's going to finish up in court. Yeah, we which, don't want uh, that. It's, a, it's alleged, and we've got to say alleged, that Harry's broken a contract with Matreski. He's broken a contract with No Limit Boxing. And he's defamed his former manager with mm. some of those uh, quotes that Harry said on television. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people have got to, you know, stop, think, and yeah, I look back at the people, the doors that have been opened for Harry. I find it disappointing that I, I really do uh, how this one's played
5: out. Buzz, you broke a big story last week. the NRL's pushed to get a double header in Las Vegas, Peter Ferlandis, Andrew Abdo to travel to the states to try and nail down what would be an historic event in Vegas. Give us your thoughts on why it could happen, Buzz, and will it happen?
17: My first thought is this, Bulldog and Ray, that the weekend big sports breakfast has to do a live show out of the MGM Grand. Buzz, you've you got, got
4: some there. pull. Buzz, you've got some pull. We've got to make how this have happen. I got sway, mate? How have I got <laughs> Raymond, you, 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 run run you run this team. You well, run this team. How man?
5: about you two get together, pull your resources, and get us
4: over there? We yeah. any hope how at all, Buzz? Would it any hope look, at all? Look, I look at it this
17: way, Ray. If we <laughs> can pull off a double <laughs> header, at that stadium, that magnificent $2 billion stadium. Um, if we can get four great NRL sides there, if we can put a UFC event, the child won't attend, but, you know, I understand it's big. And the boxing world title fight, I reckon this would be rugby league, arguably rugby league's biggest weekend ever. I think it's a sensational idea, I really do. And, uh, look, you know as well as I do, when Peter Verlandis puts his mind to doing something, it normally happens. It comes off. Mm. It's like the Everest. It's like all those other great races, the championships, whatever. And you know what? It's time we did take this step. It's time we mm. stopped talking about it and actually did it. And I know that they're prepared to put out put the, the project out for a couple of really sharp operators who know American sport who know NRL and will be in a position to make it happen. Mm. The only negative is that 17 clubs want to go and 13 (laughs) have to stay behind. That's the only negative that I can... Buzz, I should
5: know this, and maybe you've written it and I didn't read it, so if that's the case, I apologise. But I'm assuming they would play like a round zero and then they'd have two weeks off before the next round, which would be round one back here? Yeah,
17: so what would happen, say round one, I would say it'd be the last weekend of February... These four sides would go to America. I'd say they would be given almost a week to acclimatise and you know get over jet lag and prepare and look mm. at the stadium. So they would play on the weekend, um, and Nine and Fox Sports would cover it. They would then return home, so that would be round zero or actually round one for those four clubs. Then on the Thursday night we play Thursday night footy in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, wherever and do the rest of the round over the following weekend. And I think that's the way to do it. Um, mm. you, you can't have those uh, teams coming back and be expected to play the next weekend, can you? No, so.
4: absolutely not. Hey, Buzz, Fitzy's asked, can you ask Buzz how the feeling was, and I'm presuming you were there Thursday night, how the feeling was at Shark Park for the inaugural Paul Green Trophy?
17: Uh, I. it was special it really was and I want to give Cronulla a rap here they just handled it beautifully the way they brought Paul's ex-wife Amanda uh, and 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 the family down the the kids um it was so so special Craig Knuckles Greenhill Paul's mum and dad in their 90s it was really sad actually seeing them even though they were here for you know the honor of their son and The club did it really well. The crowd stayed around. Nico Hines, as we've spoken about, was just magnificent. And, uh, yeah, it was a terrific night. To top it all off, the Sharks played beautifully, didn't Mm. they? Paul Green would have been so proud to watch the way they played, those shapes they used, Mm. and the attack, and the the, the hands. And that was the style of footy-greedy encouraged you as a coach. You know, um, Sorry, Buzz, go on. Yeah. No, you go. I was
5: just going to say to Ray, Friday week, mm-hmm. having lunch with Phil, we're going oh, to go to Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're going to grab the little artist, Scott Bailey. Mm-hmm. Just yep. wondering whether Buzz would be kind enough to chuck this on
17: his Amex card. <laughs> I don't use my Amex card, Bulldog. I, uh... We'll bring some cash then. Well, if Ray comes, I'll shout Ray. No, Ray, no, no, you'll no,
5: Oh,
4: you know he can't come on a Friday. That's why you've invited him. <laughs> you're too smart. Yeah. If, if I turn up, I've got to pay him away, Buzz. So.
17: Why don't we go to Ben Lloyd and say we've had a long emotional mm-hmm. years? Why don't you? Tony April, <laughs> Tony April. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm in <trouble> no, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to
4: it. Hey Buzz, we have got a couple of games to complete this weekend's round. I'll just run the odds past you. The Warriors, Roosters, Warriors are two seventy head to head. The Roosters are a dollar forty seven. St George Illawarra take on the Bulldogs later in the day. Uh, the Dragons are a dollar fifty three. The Doggies are two fifty head to head.
17: Yeah, really interesting one, this one, mate, this first game. I didn't think the Roosters would be that short with the... uh, Well, I guess both teams have had short backups, haven't they? Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of mail I'm getting that Jared Hargreaves might be out of the Roosters' side. Uh, He might be rested. So that game, in my opinion, is an even money game. It Mm -hmm. really is. The Warriors have been outstanding. The Warriors are doing what the Cowboys did last year, It's proving Mm -hmm. us all wrong. Most of us said they'd be bottom three or four. And they've just been sensational. So they'll be hard to beat over there. I'll tip the roosters, but it'll be very, very tight. And, look, I think St. Georgia Illawarra on the form I've seen on Anzac Day. I thought they were outstanding, particularly uh, to come from where they did. And you know what? Anthony Griffin, in my opinion, is gone. But I feel so sorry for him. They've won that they would have won their last three games if games were decided on tries. They just stacked up Lomax as having a shocker. So they've outscored and tried their last three opponents.
5: Yeah, I was really impressed with them on Anzac Day, Buzz. They were down, I think, 26-12, yeah. and they levelled it up. Could have scored another try to take the lead. Three tries in eight minutes. Suley killed them. Sloan killed them. And they're not a bad sight in Georgia, Lawara. They must be incredibly frustrating to watch and support because... You know yeah, easily, Buzz. Yeah. They could have been another two wins up the table
17: and uh, suddenly yeah. they're knocking on the door for top six, top four. You know what I can't work out, Doc? A bloke called Darrell Halligan, arguably the best goal kicker we've ever seen, has a massive reputation as a goal-kicking coach. You know what St George did? They brought him in this year to coach Lomax. And you know what? He's never, ever kicked worse. Mm-hmm. Mm.
5: Crazy, yeah. Sometimes I wonder whether Crazy. you've got your own style, whether tampering with it late in life hey, is hey more of a Buck, detriment. Yeah,
4: can we leave you to work on on Vegas next year? Yeah, you can, mate. You okay. can. That's your that's your homework for the week. I'll
17: try and make the game happen. I'll lean on the commission, <laughs> but you need to use your connections at this great radio network that we're employed to to get a, a us the across there. You just worry about shouting me a duck pancake first. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> enjoy, right, guys. Enjoy Thanks the fun today,
4: Buzz. Good Bye. on you, buzz. a couple of important SMSs here, Dina. Got to go here. Ann from North Richmond. Hi, Jensen. She's a hundred percent right. The hot chips at Hawkesbury Racecourse are the best with chicken salt, of course. Hard Beautiful. To beat, hard to I love beat. this
5: one. Mark says, uh, I used to love the bloke who would sell peanuts from a large hessian sack at the mm. VFL and AFL games uh, back in Melbourne in the 1960s. It wouldn't have been AFL, would it? He'd show up at three-quarter time and get in for free. And, Terrific
4: and, stuff. Just to sell them, yeah. This is from Knox. He's a trots fan. The Tamworth trots. Fran's food van. A bacon and egg roll, one egg and half a pig. <laughs> Huge fantastic <laughs> meal. Very filling. Noxy lets us know about that. Well, it's
5: been a good talk topic, right? It certainly We've had lots is. of fun, lots of laughs. <laughs> And made us hungry. <laughs> made us hungry. <laughs> exactly. Yes.
4: Coming up on Racing HQ with Grant Boyden, Gary Cleese will preview today's meeting at Grafton. The big sports breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. And if you'd like to revisit any of today's show or interviews, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android. Then I forgot to ask you who wins today?
5: Uh, I think the Dragons will beat the Bulldogs based on Anzac Day form. And I really like what the Warriors are doing this year, Ray, Mm. but they've still got a bit of the Warriors in them, in inverted commas, and I think the Roosters will be too structured.
4: Fair enough. Thanks so much for joining us over the last three hours. As always, it's been great fun. Enjoy your Sunday.
5: And enjoy your sport.